You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Welcome to another Friday, which also means here's another Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Rappo, come on down and tell us all about it. <laughs> Afternoon, Deeks. Episode 210, Deeks. Well, you haven't said that for a while, Did have that? you? No. No, no, I thought I'd just, uh, you know, sort of, yeah, an update, mate, for, for the stats, people, Deeks. Mm. <laughs> 210. 210, and there's still people that don't know we're out there, you know. I oh, know, it's nuts, isn't it, mate? <laughs> I know, mate. It is, it is a bit nuts, mate, isn't it? Yeah. We've been here four years, Deeks, haven't we? Uh, is that all We've it is? It seems a lot longer than that. I think but, so. uh... Does it? It might be, yeah. It might be longer. <laughs> yeah. It probably does for you, mate, doesn't it? Talking to me every week. Yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. Anyway, how's that book coming on? Have you finished it yet? Yeah, yeah. yes, Deeks. Yes, mate. All done, mate. All printed up. Um, Mike's getting the delivery, mate, of 300 books, I think he said he's going for, oh. um, to start with. Or, you know, 300, um, what do they call them, mate? The, um, oh, what do you call like, it? Limited edition, mate. Limited, Limited edition. edition. Yeah, the 300, yeah. So, um, Who's going to so buy all those, for goodness sake? Yeah, I know. I'm a bit worried, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm a bit worried. But, um, yeah, no, mate. Um, yeah, hopefully they'll do well, mate, for a great cause, mate. Um, uh, and when just may to... we expect to see them, mate? Yeah, I think, um, I'm try- well, I met up with Mike this week, Deeks, and I think we're going for, I, I didn't want to say uh, 100% because um, it's not 100%, so I wanted to make sure I was going to say, say next week. Mate. But I, I think we're looking at the Saturday 14th of October, Deeks, um, at Bickland, mate, for the Shepton Mallet game mm-hmm. for a bit of a sign-in, I think, mate. Sign-in? Uh, before... Right. A bit of a sign-in, mate, Mike. Yeah, Mike, just just like one o'clock till half two, I think, Deeks, you know, for anyone that wants one, Deeks, you know, is at the game. And and same again after, I think, Deeks, just an hour after, if anyone wants one, Deeks, a fiver for cancer research, Deeks, cancer research. And yeah, so yeah, hopefully the three of Yeah, so, Sorry, mate. so did Falmouth get a mention in it or not? Yeah, yeah, well, there's 150 pages, Dick, so, and I think probably 120 of them are Falmouth, I think, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Mike, you know, that's that's the, I think that was the what Mike wanted, really, mate. You know, was the Falmouth days, really, Dick. So, right. and and they were pretty good days, to be fair, mate. So, so yeah, yeah, really enjoyed doing it. Dick's brought back a few memories, mate. So, some I didn't, some photos and all, mate. I'd never even seen before. Right. So that was nice, mate. Yeah, I think Keith Rashley took a few, mate, uh, when we won the League Cup final in 92 at Bobman Diggs against the Devon and Cornwall Police. Right. We beat them 5 0 in that final. Yeah, a perfect day that was, really, mate, after after a disappointing, another disappointing Senior Cup defeat. Diggs to Nuki 1 0. A couple of weeks later, we, we played brilliant. So typical, really. But, but um, yeah, yeah, a few photos from that day, Diggs, I've never seen before. So that was nice, mate. Mm. So a few things. Mike Mike reminded me of stuff, mate, that I I didn't even know, to be honest, Dix didn't even remember. You know, he told me I scored a hat-trick on my 29th birthday at Tavistock for Porth Levin. Didn't even know I did, Dix. Didn't even remember that. What minutes were they scored in? 
Yeah, actually, I, I managed to find the packet report, mate. <laughs> yeah, managed to. Yeah, I think Leon Prend did a report, mate. So yeah, yeah, uh, but I didn't know it was my birthday, Diggs. But yeah, we won three two. What do you I mean know you didn't know it's your birthday? You must know when your birthday is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that game was on my birthday, though, ah, Diggs. But yeah. I, I presume I would have would have had a shandy to celebrate that, Diggs. That <laughs> trick on my birthday. But, that's but, why yeah. you can't remember it, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Loaded out, mate. Loaded out. Okay. No, it's good fun. Yeah, thanks, Diggs. But yeah, I'll let you know for sure next week, Diggs. But 14th of October. Right. Keep us all posted on that. A couple other things. Just just a touch on uh, before we get stuck into uh, covering the leagues uh, throughout uh, like we normally do. Uh, FA Youth Cup. A lot of interest in this competition. And... uh, there's a few games coming up, aren't there? There is, mate, yeah. The old mate Gozzi's doing well, Diggs, at Truro City, under-18s, mate. Wing, winger, well, extraordinary. they had a bye, didn't they? They had a bye, didn't they? So... Oh, yeah, not in the cup, I bet. No, <laughs> I meant in general. Yeah, he's doing really well, mate, I think. Enjoying we haven't it played a game well, yet, yeah, have they? Been... What, this season, mate? Yeah. I don't know. I think oh, they. I know they've won a few friendly games oh, quite right, um, right, right. convincingly, Diggs, yeah. So, yeah. But um, I think, it, well, he's enjoying management anyway, mate, from what he, he was saying. So, right. <laughs> I don't want to put too much pressure on him. No. If he's as good a manager as he was player, thinks it, he'll, he'll be a hell of a manager, mate, won't he? <laughs> right. Well, they, uh, yeah, Truro City. Well, before Truro play, actually, Tuesday, um, Helston are off to Yeovil. So yeah. uh, they're they're up there at Yeovil, which a bit of a shame. I had an invite to go, but unfortunately I've got family commitment that afternoon, so I shan't be able to make it. Um, but they're playing Yeovil on Tuesday. And then Thursday, we've got Mousel against Falmouth and Truro City versus Tiverton. Now, that Truro City game, where's that being played? Yeah, is that Godolphin Deeks? Uh, Truro City under-18s are playing Deeks, uh, which is good to see, mate. Apparently, the pitch is looking decent and the floodlight's still being used, Deeks, and all the facilities at Godolphin Godolphin Way, Deeks, still being used. So good. that's good to see, mate, isn't it? Good yeah. to see. Okay, so that's it. So, yeah, so get along to one of those games anyway on Thursday in Cornwall. Yeah. Uh, Truro against Tiverton. And then, as I said, Mosel against Farmer Town. Um, so that's the FA Youth Cup first round qualifying. So they've still got a little way to go before they um, yeah they get, they get anywhere. But yeah. uh, but it's uh, well, especially for the Helston lads, that'll be a great experience, wouldn't it? Playing at Yeovil, you played there or not? Yeovil, to, yes, it's the old Irish, mate. The old sloping. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, played there for Exeter reserves, mate. I did actually. But we can't count that because it's the old one, so that's no good. Yeah, no, no, we can't, mate. It was rubbish. It was a, it was a bit of a dump, mate. <laughs> 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 to be fair. Right. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, apologies yeah. to any Yeovil Town supporter that's yeah, listening. That's so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyone, yeah, Yeovil people listening from thirty-five years ago, Dick. Right. Okay. And um, yeah. now, I don't want to be ages, ageism or whatever the phrase is, but we've also <laughs> got, um, well, there's a, I think I'm right in saying there's a birthday approaching soon for a referee. And I get this, Rappo, and it's, it's a yeah. bit of a quirky coincidence, this as well, which you'll reveal in a second, but it's Bill Trithui's 83rd birthday coming up soon, I'm told. 
And he starts his 52nd season of refing. Well, I think it might be this Saturday. And who's playing? Yeah, it's unbelievable things, isn't it? What what an achievement, mate. Yeah, he's, he's refereeing my Sunday, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> well, I think so, mate. I, well, I'm hoping so, um, you know, because Paramore have had a few problems lately, Deke, something they, Rick? Mm. And, I, and I did hear, mate, um, the first team are a bit strapped on Saturday for their trip to a Luggan, mate. So I don't even know if Ben knows where he's playing, mate. <laughs> he could be at Logan, yeah, for the first team. But yeah, I heard they're, uh, yeah, they're, I don't want to give the game away, much, but um, for, for Reese and Fish, mate, but I know they got quite a few out for their trip, a difficult trip to a Logan, mate, as well, wasn't it? So, but, um, but yeah, but Bill is uh, refereeing the, is that the Stidian showground, Deeks? Um, Stidians, who's, well, who've started the season really well, actually, Deeks in Division Two, West, uh, they're playing Power and Wild Reserves, mate. So, and that's, that's Bill's, uh, yeah, fixture for Saturday, man. But I, I th- I'll get him a car, Deeks, if we go, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll write him a car from us later on, mate. That's, yeah. 83rd, that's an achievement. Well, no. eight, 80, well, doing anything at 83 is an achievement, really, know, isn't mate. it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. For, what, what did you say, mate? 52 seasons, referee. This will be his 52nd season that he starts. So. <laughs> That's like virtually all of my lifetime, Deeks, near enough. <laughs> I mean, as a rep, I mean, that's just like, crikey, mate. Yeah, what, what? you know, you've got to just take your hat off to Bill there, mate, haven't you? I wonder, if, I wonder how many whistles he's used in that time. Yeah, how many Acme Thunderers he's got. I'll tell you what, if, if he's got an Acme Thunderer, that's all he needs is one, because I, I've still got yeah. mine from many years ago. So, Love you, mate. Like yeah. from guarantee, what me takes the old Acme Thunder, yeah. mate. <laughs> I must, yeah. I must get it out and blow it soon. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, neighbours will wonder what's happening, mate. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's uh, crack on. We got uh, yeah. well, yeah. All, all the leagues to go through, plus a little bit more this week from the National League South through to the Saint Piran League. This is the place to be. As nearly always, we start at Truro City. They, of course, in the National League South. And, uh, well, they're on a mini unbeaten run at the moment. So I suggested to Cam Weldon, our man at the club, that it's all looking okay, isn't it? Yeah, it's going well, Dave. Um, As you say, five games unbeaten. I think in any league, that's a a good achievement. But um, for us this year, obviously, a newly promoted side coming into the National League South with all these full-time teams and um, obviously basically wanted to see how well we get on. I think we're in a good run of form at the moment and performances, as I said last week, there hasn't really been a bad performance from us as of yet, really, despite results perhaps not showing that. Um, I think we've done really well this season and that continued last weekend. And um, we got a 3-1 victory at Haven, which was uh, thoroughly deserved. Um, it was one of those days that you, you got the sense perhaps things weren't going to go go our way a little bit, Dave. We... Um, got stuck in there was obviously a driving up and we got stuck in traffic there and I think we got to the ground about quarter past two which is never never ideal for a three o'clock kickoff obviously um and it was absolutely scorching hot as it was the rest of the country um and I, we did some research actually and it was, so it was 30 degree heat in Haven on Saturday which is obviously mental for September but um I read I, I read an article where it was a plastic pitch and artificial pitches can get as hot as 70 degree heat, um, <laughs> which is obviously mental really. Um, and that was from 
So it was one of those where it f- did feel a lot. I could imagine it felt a lot hotter on the pitch um, for the players. And I know Paul actually said that when he went, he goes, he didn't notice it because he was in the dugout in the shade. But when he went over to clap the fans at the end, he said it sort of hit him a little bit. And the fact, obviously, both teams that's playing it and teams that's playing it all all across the country. But it just seems mental. We're talking about a heat wave in the middle of September. But mm. um, either way, it was one of those things. It was a difficult afternoon in terms of we got there late. It was scorching hot. But... Um, I thought we were professional in our the way we our manner and how we did things. Um, haven't as well. Who sacked their manager the day before? Um, announced their new manager, uh, Steve King, and he was actually um, he wasn't in the dugout on the day. He was in the crowd, but obviously he was welcome to the fans and stuff beforehand. So that always makes fixtures difficult. And so I know haven't we're, we're bottom of the league, but it always makes it more difficult um, when obviously the players are wanting to impress their new manager and stuff. So. Um, it's, it is always hard, but um, I thought we we did we did really well, and we we got the goal. Uh, I think it was 16 minutes on the clock. It was um, a ball in from Connor Riley Low. Ryan Brett headed towards goal, and it was like a, a looping header hit the hit the crossbar, and then uh, Ryan Law was quickly quick to react to, to head in, which was great. Um, and uh, so that was one nil, and then it was two nil just before half time. Uh, Rocky Neal, brilliant goal, sumptuous volley. I think I described it as a um, Will Dean this time lofted ball into the box. Sam Sanders headed it down or headed it on for for Rocky, who um, just volleys it into the past the goalkeeper uh, into the roof of the net, which was a, a brilliant finish. Two nil. Um, Jamie Pardington then made a brilliant save uh, to tip away a shot. Um, at the near post, uh, just literally on the brink of half time. But so it was two 0 at half time, and pretty comfortable, really. Dave haven't um, probably saw the the more of the possession, I'd probably say, but didn't really ever test uh, Jamie in goal. And um, but then into the second half, and again they had a couple of shots from uh, from distance stuff, but didn't really really cause us any problems and um saying that they did they were the ones who got the next goal actually uh with I mean, it was 78 minutes on the clock um there it seems harsh actually there's the, the guy who scored probably didn't have the best game at all but um had a bubbled shot that jamie saved and then he managed to get the rebound and walk walk it past him and tap it in so um he got he got he got the goal and and then that was two one, but and again, I never really felt like we were under much pressure. Haven't um, had a couple of balls into the box. So I was thinking they had a free header that went close, but again, nothing really that that worried us. And um, thankfully, managed to ensure that we saw the game out fairly comfortably um, and uh, got a goal. I think it was eighty four on the clock. Will Dean, Ryan Brett, corner. Will Dean got to the back post and just headed in three uh, one and pretty comfortable afternoon in the end no real attempts after that and um just made for a, a good three points on the road and again especially i didn't mention at the start when i said it was going to be a difficult afternoon we knew that um ben adelsbury and ed palmer two of our center backs and two of our pretty much star performers i'd say both out injured tyler harvey injured again um which is a, a major blow so i think we've got five or six players out injured um which again isn't isn't ideal we haven't got the biggest squad in the world as, as it is but um, I thought the the team that we're at were put out there. It was a different formation. Played four at the back. Um, Lawsy went slightly further forward, almost as a winger. Which he um, said he played for Argyle a few times as well. Which again, it was it was different. And the lads, I think, were brilliant, adapted to the situations and um, really well. And ultimately, we I think we got what we thoroughly deserved, which was three points. And um, 
disappointing not to keep a clean sheet, but at the end of the day, three points all that matters, and we move on. But um, a good a good performance in really tough conditions. I was, and I think we're just proud of the team. It was a really good, really good day afternoon's work for us. Yeah, and as you said, it's it's three points, which at the end of the day is the important thing. While we're talking about um, new signings, uh, Sam Sanders um, is one of those, isn't he? Signed during the yeah. summer. How's he been performing? Yeah, Sam's been brilliant. Um, I don't want to uh, don't want to big him up too much unless uh, York City are listening. They might try and recall him, but <laughs> no, um, Sam's been Sam's been really good for us. Is any a any a youngster? I think he. I'm not sure how old he is actually off the top of my head, but he's um no older than twenty twenty one. I don't think he's um and um well I know he's no older than twenty one, but yeah, he's been a big centre half, really um really good player. He's experienced as well, considering his age. He's um was on the books of Notts Forest and. Uh, got offered a two-year contract there a couple of years ago um, and he actually turned it down and signed permanently for York and um, he helped them get promoted in the National League North while I was on loan there and then signed permanently for them and then played, I think he played 20, 22 games scoring three goals for them last season in National League and um, and then he just managed to get the loan move this year, I think a change in manager and he uh, fell out of favour a little bit but he's come down to us and he's been fantastic I know he's a player that Paul uh, was interesting for a number of years, but um, we tried to sign him in the COVID year uh, that season as well. So mm. he's been a player that I've had his eye on for a while, and he's come down and done a really good job. And he's um, he's good in the air as well. And it's, it's just, he got an assist for Rocky the other, on on Saturday. But yeah, I I've, I've been really impressed with him, Dave, for for a young lad who's come in and um, he's fitted in well with the lads as well. He's not sits, he's a lone player, but he um, sort of gets involved and stuff. And yeah, he's really really good lad. And hopefully we hopefully we well that form can continue we've got him until uh, I think it's the first week of January which is good so and I'm sure if I'm sure if there's an option to extend that we'll we'll take it but obviously that's probably out of our hands at the minute but uh, mm-hmm. that'll be on, on York and I know York have got a new manager in as well so um, that always makes things slightly more difficult as well Right so he's a loan signing so how does it work I mean it, where is he during the week or when he hasn't so, got a game for Truro so the lad, um, he will be, he'll be down there permanently. Um, uh, the lad, the club have got a house uh, for the lads in Plymouth, where uh, so I think I think it's at the moment it's um, Jimmy Melhado, uh, Sam Sanders, Adam Porter, and Obed Yaboa. They have a house in in Plymouth where they live, and um, then they obviously train with us, and then they do they do their stuff during the week, whatever that what that whatever that is, whether that's the gym or. Um, I know they do play a lot of golf and stuff, and um, and then they have the, the games of us as well. So they they're living down here full time basically. Right. Um, but uh, and then they just well, I guess they don't really know what they do during the week, Dave. I think they're sort of free to do what they want really. But they've got to attend training and obviously do the gym like all the other players really. So, hmm. um, but and they're, they're, a lot of them are obviously Sam and uh, Sam's a full time a full time player with York, but uh, obviously Obed. Uh, Jimmy and um, Ports are all uh, obviously permanent players with Truro, so obviously they're down down with us training as well. So, right. And you mentioned the goalie uh, Jamie's gone back to his club. So, uh, does that mean Heyman is fit again now, or what? Yeah. So obviously Jamie Partington played the last uh, six games for us due to Hammy getting a, an injury, but I believe Hammy's all right now. So. Um, he should be back on on the weekend for the FA Cup, but which will be a good boost. But um, 
Jamie was a brilliant sort of deputy, really, to come in and did a fantastic job in the in the six games. Obviously, I think that shows in the results. Really, like two clean sheets and got went on a five game unbeaten run with him with him in the yeah. stick. So. Um, no pressure for Hammy when he comes back in. <laughs> no, that's right. And, uh, well, you, you said it, Western Supermare in the FA Cup on Saturday, second round qualifying. Um, of course, they won promotion last season as champions, didn't they? They're currently actually lower than you, aren't they? So um, uh, is it a game that, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure it's a game that City can win, but with their injuries and all that sort of thing, what's the interest in the, F- in the FA Cup? You know, how do you think Paul Walton will take it it's a difficult one to say, really, Dave, because I think he, uh, from from previous experience, he's always seemed to have prioritised the FA Trophy over the FA Cup. Um, but it, it's one of those. I think it's not an ideal draw for either team, really, especially considering we're playing in them in the league uh, at Belifo the following week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is never an ideal situation, but. I think I think I think we'll take. We'll, there's no, we haven't got the squad, should we say, Dave, to to make eleven changes and you know do that. And so, so I think it'll still be a strong Truro team, regardless. Uh, he'll he'll go there on on Saturday, and I think I think there's no. He won't want to lose. It's Western's obviously a bit of a rival for us as well. So um, I think we'll go there like we all do with all game, all the games, and hopefully try and get a result, which um, is not going to be easy. We know how good a West team Western are, and. We we obviously had a great record against them last year. Uh, we didn't even let them score against us last year, which not many teams did that. I can tell you the scoring goals were fun in the league last year, but um, we'll take confidence from that. But we know it's room for a tough game, and then we know we've uh, once you've got it a Saturday out of the way, we know we've got them the following Saturday as well. So uh, it's going to be all about Western Day. Yeah, you personally, which game would you want to win if if you couldn't win both of them? Oh, tough question. Me personally, um, well, I'm always, I'm always one of these. I think as good as an FA Cup run would be, personally, like you're never going to win it. Realistic. Well, obviously, there's a slim chance. But, well, <laughs> yeah, a very, very, very slim chance. Exactly. Realistically, yeah. Truro City aren't going to go all the way to the first uh, to the you know the final and win, are they? Realistically. Yeah. So, um, for me, I always say like prioritising the league and see where we get with that. Um, but. As I said, I, I'm not sure really. It's true. Paul's not the kind of manager to to like forfeit a game or anything like that. He'll, he'll want to win every game he goes into. So, um, and I think that I think that'll be the exact same case on Saturday, Dave. So, yeah. hopefully, we can get a good result and get through to the the second round because it was the first time in I think last year we lost uh, to Merthyr at the first sorry second round stage. Uh, sorry, it's the first round stage we're talking about now. Um, I believe. It was the first year in eight years we hadn't made it through to the second round. So obviously we're in the second round this year because um, we've gone up a league. But last year I know it was a bit disappointing because we got knocked out in the first round, which wasn't ideal situation. Um, so I think that sort of answers the question really. The fact we've got through to the the second round qualifying, well, eight years in a row prior to last year, I think that sort of shows that the club do take the FA Cup seriously, and it'll be one that um, we know hopefully we'll get through to the the third round, which we could. Because I think is it. It's four rounds of qualifying in your first yeah. round, Dave, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, and we know, obviously, the last time Truro did that was, well, the only time they've done it was 2017, and they got through to the first round, so, mm-hmm. um, and that was an incredible achievement, so we're only a few wins away from that, which would be, be great, isn't it? Might be good. We'd like another trip to Charlton, wouldn't we, Dave? Well, I don't know about Charlton, but we'd like another trip <laughs> somewhere to a professional full-time club, yeah, that's right. So, well, I think the best way, can to leave it, is that actually... 
why not just win both games? Then we'll all be happy, won't we? Well, exactly. There you go. And then, then dare I say it, Dave, Truro might make the final. We might go on and win it. Was that too far? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to go, actually, Cam. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, cheers, Dave. Yeah, I mean, ninth in the league, Dicks. Only, well, only six points off top spot, Dicks, really. See, isn't they? You know, no, if you steady look at the on, table, steady on. Don't You're getting excited. Know, <laughs> yeah, I probably am getting a bit excited, mate. But, you know... Uh, a plus five goal difference, Deeks, you know, City doing great, mate. They, and they and when you consider the bad luck they've had, mate, late on in games, you know, it could be so much better. So they're more than old in their own at National League safe level, Deeks. You know, that's what we all want. It want it, mate, start the season, you know, like to, to be in the league for next season. They look more uncomfortable, good away win. On Saturday, in front of almost 800 people, mate, wasn't it? A good crowd there last mm-hmm. Saturday, good away win. And, you know, good question to Cam Dix, I thought that was, mate. You know, you said, oh, he's, you know, I'm, I'm always one that prefers three points to a cup run. You know, I know you asked Cam, mm-hmm. would he like a cup run? But I think the league's your bread and butter, Dix, isn't it? I mean, you can, I don't know, I mean, you can sort of fluke a cup, can't you, mate? I think, you know, yeah. like, but... Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just think winning league over 30, 40 matches proves you're the you're the best team, I think, mate. And and as you say, Deeks, you know, the league table never lies, does it, mate? You know the old saying. So, I mean, I've I got, you know, I don't know about you, Deeks. I enjoyed the cup finals and all in, in my career. Well, apart from the senior cup finals days, I, I didn't enjoy them at all, mate. But but I enjoyed the cup finals. And, but I'm more, ple- you know, I'm more proud of me sort of five, Southwestern League titles really Dixon than any sort of other trophy personal or or team really mate looking back over the years I think you know I think if you if if you win the league Dix you, you you can be classed as a good side mate can't you so oh yeah I think yeah. that's yeah yeah I think that's your bread and butter Dix but but it would be having said all that Dix it would be nice to see City have a little run again wouldn't it have another Charlton Charlton away or something mate wouldn't it really yeah yeah that's right and uh well, it's it's certainly a game. Uh, well, providing they've got a you know eleven players, it sounds that's more the issue at the moment. Is getting a fit team out there is on the pitch. But yeah. I mean, Western Supermare started the season quite well, but they, they've dropped off a little bit already. Yeah. And uh, like I said to Cam, I think it's more than a winnable game, isn't it? Really, totally agree, Dick. Yeah, yeah. You know the form City are on, mate, at the minute. Yeah, definitely a winnable one, mate, isn't it? Yeah, really. Okay, yeah. well that's uh, well Truro City with uh, Western Super Mayor this Saturday. Uh, Mausel, they're also in the FA Cup. They've got uh, Salisbury, um, and uh, we've got uh, Pablo to tell us uh, more about it. Let's get the latest about the Seagulls from the man we've got down there at uh, Trungle. It's Pablo, and uh, well. I would imagine he's witnessing a fairly content camp there after last Saturday's result in the FA Trophy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say fairly content. Obviously, you know, out of the fixtures we've played so far, you know, we've got five. We've got, no, is it, is it six wins now? Or seven wins, rather? And two draws out of our opening nine fixtures? You know, it's a, it's a pretty impressive start. And I think when you consider that the two draws, the Bashley and the Tavistock draws, were very late on, I think you consider that could have been nine out of nine wins. So it's a very good start. I think obviously everyone's happy with the with the start we've made. I actually asked Jake on the Saturday after that game against Malvern if he expected such a good start. Um, obviously, first season the Southern League, new league as a side. You never really know what you can expect, I suppose. And 
he said, you know, we haven't really overthought it. We've just taken every game as it comes. And and I think that's what we're seeing. You know, the team the team's used to winning. Um, and we're probably seeing that already. We look really comfortable against most opposition. Uh, Mulvan, I know, are further down the, the table. And obviously, we played them in the FA Trophy on the weekend. We're probably starting to look a little bit tired, is what I'd say, Deeps. I think on the weekend, we saw that. I think that's probably from that Bristol Manor Farm game that we put so much into, obviously, on a Tuesday night away in Bristol. And then coming for, for this, by the way, huge, huge away day against uh, Malvern on the Saturday, which was uh, an, an unbelievable trip, actually, really. But So I think that's probably where the tiredness comes in. And obviously, all the cup fixtures are probably going further in the cups than we usually do in previous campaigns. So I think, look, obviously a bit tired. And when you consider, when you factor injuries into that as well, Obviously, things can get difficult, but look, Deeks, I mean, think, I mean, for a start in, in the Southern League, New League, going this far in the Cups, having not having lost the game yet, I think it is a happy camp, yeah. I think people are very happy. Mm. I was just thinking, going back to that Bristol Manor Farm game, uh, midweek, yeah. Tuesday evening, how did the players get to the game? Was it cars or what? It's, it's coach. It was a coach, right. Yeah, I saw that um, the guys that are obviously down the far west in Mansell got home about three o'clock in the morning so uh, I can imagine <laughs> it yeah. is quite a tiring uh, sort of routine now isn't it oh it is incredibly it is incredibly yeah the Bristol Manor farming I mean luckily for me because I'm locally based in Bristol I actually just stayed the night in Bristol that night back with my family at home but yeah it's um I mean for some of them you get back into Penzance so I think it's about 3am you're right and it's just you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's part of being Malzal it really is part of being Malzal yeah. we have to do for, for our away games and Malvern on, on the Saturday was really pretty similar to be honest with you I think I was up at about half six quarter to seven in the morning to get ready picked up at 7.30 from Falmer to drive to Fradden get on at Fradden at about 8.45 9 um, and then we weren't back in I wasn't back into my house in Falmouth until about quarter to one in the morning hmm. that, that's the way yeah I was going to say the game Saturday at Malvern now it was a delayed yeah. kickoff. presumably that was because of a traffic incident it was it was a coaching incident the coach was just delayed by about like half an hour it stops I'm actually not sure what happened it was right at the start of the journey so we got to Fradden obviously ready for our pickup time and it hadn't even left uh, Penzance yet, oh so. right so it it, it 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 was a delay in in coach. So we had to push it back. There was talk. There was talk actually of a four o'clock, but I think Malvern were keen for three thirty. And to be fair, I think we made it in good enough time in the end. So three mm. thirty it was. So it was one of those coach trips when everyone's looking at their watch and thinking, "What time are we going to get there? Are we going to get there on time? And what happens if we're late?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, very much so. Very much so. All right. And, and obviously, as we said, uh, on the pitch, you won 4-2. Who stood out for yeah. you? Um, I, th- I think, I think to be fair, I mean, Jack Brevins, again, is scoring a lot of goals. Leaks. You know, he, he got the opener. Um, top top scorer so far this season for Miles. So he got the opener. Um, I think overall, you know, Andy Elcock was there in midfield controlling it. We saw Talon Mitchell. He came off a half-time. Paolo Renai came on half-time. So he's mixing up the legs a bit. Um, I think overall, Lewis Moyne in goal is, is someone I've got to point out, to be honest with you, Deeks. I think he, if there was a man of the match, we don't actually do, like, specifically do it for away games. But I think I think I'd, I'd maybe give my man of the match to Lewis Moyle in goal for Malzal. Um, you know, young keeper, impressive keeper. Um, and he comes in for the FA Trophy games often. So, I mean, and the FA Cup too. And he's a very good keeper. And I think he made some some really important saves actually at 2 or to keep us in the game. Because I don't think it was our best performance, to be honest with you. And I think I mentioned that coming off the back of that Tuesday night game against Bristol Manor Farm. I just think we need to be leggy and tired. I mean, look, first half, we controlled it. 
and we were one nil up and that was all fine. Like I say, Bravin's on the score sheet again. And then we came up for the second half. We actually went 2-0 up. Hayden Turner dinked over the keeper. And then within about 10 minutes, Malvern were level. You know, they'd got two, two in 10 minutes. And after that, for about a 15-minute period, I don't think anyone would have really batted an eyelid if they'd made it 3-2. They, they had some good chances. And Moyle made some really good saves in the Malzor goal. So Malzor struggled, is what I'd say, Deeks. And really, actually, we got quite a freak own goal on it with about 10 minutes to play. Uh, whipped in a corner low and it sort of deflected in off their defender. And then right in the last kick of the game, Josh Bissett went all the way through, who's on good form as well, to be fair. I suppose I can point him out and, and sort it into the corner. But yeah, I'd say Lewis Moyle kept Malzard in it. So I think look, Jake and, and the lads came off it saying, not our best performance, maybe a slice of luck with the way the third goal came at a time when we probably thought we were going to be the ones conceding. But look, we're through. Uh, we managed to fight through and, and scrap through it in the end. And we controlled the first half really, but... I suppose disappointing the way we let them back in the game, but you know, with all the with all the fixtures and quick succession, I suppose you are going to get some games like that, especially in the cup. Mm. And I mean, look, we were all, we were only about 10, 15 minutes away from penalties because <laughs> it goes straight to penalties and it's level at ninety in the FA Trophy. <laughs> right. Now you, you mentioned Josh Bissett, and um, I yeah. had him, his name down here on my pad. I saw him come on against Bashley in the FA Cup, and his pace was electric. Why yeah. doesn't he get a starting place every week? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a difficult question for me to answer. Deep, but <laughs> I mean, look, there's, there's a lot. There's, there's there's high competition in the squad, you know. Um, he is a very effective player off the bench as well. That's what I would say. He's a very electric player, as you've seen, and I think he is a sort of player that can come on in the last twenty minutes of games and wreak absolute havoc for the defenses. And I think that Bashley game is a good example in the FA Cup. He did a very similar thing midweek against Bristol Manor Farm. He started on the weekend against Melbourne. So, you know, the starts are there. But, yeah, I mean, we've got Callum McHoney. We've got Hayden Turner. We've got Tim Nixon. Um, we have got experienced players in the in the winger positions. Um, even Jack Brevens can go out there if Goldie's starting up front. So, you, you, you've got you've got options in the winger areas. Bissett, I think, knows. I think Bissett wants more starts, of course, he does from a personal point of view. But, I mean, look, I think he, he, he knows that he's, he's, got, he's also got a role in the side. Um, and I think, to be fair, he's doing a very good job of proving himself so far this season. And I think, obviously, the coaching staff see it, rewarded him with a start on Saturday. So, you know, look, the the, the, the starts, I think, will come if he keeps performing like that. But I will also say that, you know, I've seen off, off the bench and you've seen it as well. He's an incredibly uh, useful asset to have it in that regard because he really is electric when he comes to the bench sometimes. And you just think, you know, he's unplayable. So, look, it, it, it goes in both ways. <laughs> right. No, it's Tavistock in the next round of the trophy. But before that, obviously, it's FA Cup football this Saturday. And yeah. Salisbury come to Trungle, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Deeks, it actually could be. I make it, if we win all our cup games, it, it will be six fixtures of cup in a row. If you include Malvern <laughs> and Salisbury, then the weekend after, of course, it would would have, would be... It will be Tavistock at home now in the FA Trophy, who we've drawn. Week after that, if we beat Salisbury, is FA Cup. Week <laughs> after that is, F- is FA Trophy if we beat Tavistock. And then a week after that would be FA Cup again if we beat the team that we'd potentially play against if we were to beat Salisbury. So it's it's, it's, it's actually incredible. If we win all our cup games, and if, I, if I'm correct in this, our first league game back would be the 21st of October. So oh that is outrageous when you consider our last one then would have been the 5th of September. Yeah. Um, that's that's if what I see in front of me is correct. So, yeah, Salisbury in the cup. I think everyone's very excited about the cup deeps. It's, it brings something different, you know. Um, and I think Jake, Jake's been hammering at home that we want to have a few cup runs. It's great for the club as well. You can't hide from the financial aspect of it. 
But yeah, you know, we've got two home ties in a run, obviously, in the FA Cup and FA Trophy. The FA Cup one is the big one, I'd say. We want to get as far as that as, as possible. Salisbury at home, step above, above us. Um, didn't see their result on the weekend actually, so I'm unsure if they if they're still unbeaten or not. But mm. we know before we know when they when we drew them they were unbeaten, so we're expecting a tough game, obviously. But look, in, in the form we're in, we haven't lost so far this season. We're confident. We're used to winning, and I think it's going to be a, it's, it should be a good atmosphere at Trungle. Let's let's see how many let's see how many people we can get down there, and, and I'd expect I'd expect a strong performance from Malwell to be honest with you. But yeah, it's all very exciting. So much cup action, honestly, and what that could mean. Is more Tuesday nights away from home. That I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's exciting, isn't it? So yeah. it's, all, it's all good. I guess you touched on a point there about the attendance. Yeah. That was the only disappointing thing I thought about that Bashley FA Cup game. I know that you you played them the week yeah. before, so some people might not have bothered watching them two weeks running, but but the, the attendance was pretty low for that um, for that game, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think there are a few disappointing people. Yeah, and I think it's fair enough because we've had decent attendance so far this season. And when you consider the the league was about a hundred people more the week before. Mm. I don't know that that could have played into it. People saw we've seen these lot last week. You know, not, we're not going to go to that again, even newcomers. Mm. Um, or it could have been for the sun, like I said, the last, one of the last sunny weekends of September. I don't know. Um, or yeah, I I I, I don't know. So. That, that could have been a factor too. But yeah, I think it was a little bit low. It was a little bit low. And in the, in, the, in the FA Cup, I think what you also must note though in the FA Cup is before, and I believe this is, this is the way it's done, in the league, you count the attendance by everyone who comes into the ground um, who's not playing or coaching staff. So like I would be counted. Right. But in the, FA, in the FA Cup, I don't believe that's the way. Mm. Now, I, I believe that's what I heard and that's why it was so low. But there were a few disagreements on how that was to be done. But yeah, it was a little bit low. All right, you need to step up the PR bit, Pablo. That's what it is. But um... <laughs> we're trying, eh? we're trying. <laughs> right. Well, let's finish with. Um, I think yeah. it's time for our Doctor Pablo spot, really. And um, what's the latest on Josh Story? Um, Josh Story. So I just I had a chat with him yesterday, um, and he actually, as I as I spoke to him, he was out training with Andy Gray and the Malzwell head coach doing some extra stuff with some of the boys. Hmm. Um, and what we're hearing is that this week, so tonight training, um, is going to be Josh Story's first week back at training. So he's actually hoping to be at least potentially in the squad and on the bench this Saturday, if not next. Right. So Josh Story is nearly back. And he actually wanted me to give a shout out to Gareth O'Neill, who um, helps out a lot of the Malzwell players recovering behind the scenes he's not on the ground but he is behind the scenes of the club um potentially abroad i'm not sure on the details of it but he helps a lot of the boys with recoveries and giving them programs and whatnot he dealt with a lot of the running programs for pre-season two um and he said that he's been massive for putting you know plans together weekly check-ins um he, he pointed out he's making him do two sessions a day for six times six times a week so yeah josh has been put through the paces i believe it was a broken metatarsal is what it was for josh um and he was expected to be out for about three months and that was in, in june so yeah, I mean, look, it's about expected recovery time, I think you'd say. Um, and he's back, Nilly Deeks. You know, it's any time from, of course, we know, you know, Helston captain last season. We can't we can't get away from the fact of how much of a big addition he could be to the squad. Eh? So, yeah, Josh Story is nearly, is nearly back um, training this week and he's hoping to be in the matchday squad within the next week or so. So you'd expect Josh Story on the bench against Salisbury or Tavistock. Right. OK, well, thanks very much for that. Uh, good luck Saturday and may as well be coming a cup side. Cheers, Deeks.
Yeah, I mean, excellent start, Deeks, to the season, isn't it, for Maisel? I mean, in in on all fronts, Deeks, le- you know, le- leagues and league and cups, really, Deeks. I, I mean, I think we all rate Maisel, mate, don't we? You know, the management, the players, the, I mean, the club's buzzing as a whole, mate. You know, like we said, doing great on all fronts, league and cup. As And as Pablo described, mate, you know, some commitment, Deeks, isn't it, from all concern, really, you know, I mean, you know, we all talk about the travelling, but from Mo's old mate, that's it's some hours on a coach, isn't it? Yeah, hmm. I, I, th- I think you know, it's, it's super. But it is, you know. I know. Having said that, I think it's superb for team bonding, Deeks. You know, you you really get to know all your teammates properly because you're probably friends. You know, more friends with some than others, Deeks, aren't you? In a team, really, you know, obviously. But but I think when you do all them miles on a coach, mate, I think you get to know the lads you, you didn't know so well mate and and it just you know it makes you a proper team Deeks doesn't it you're, you're all mates you know by by the end of that and you know you used to love the old Vaz trips and FA Cup trips and all Deeks on the coach because you just have so much fun with it mate don't you and a bit of banter and all that Deeks and you get to know your teammates really well but I see Geordie played Deeks didn't he yeah. in that game last Saturday Scored. got the equalism yeah yeah full, full went his honeymoon meant yeah, I don't know if he's going somewhere later on in the year, mate. You know, I think the young youngsters do that these days, Deeks, don't they? They don't just shoot off like we used to, mate, do they? I think they, they go later on in the year and stuff, don't they? But but um Cornishman mate, scoring against the Cornish team. But but uh, but what a game, Deeks, you know, looking forward to, to you know on Saturday, mate. Salisbury at home, you know, hope there's a big crowd at Trungle for that one, Deeks. Both sides going into it unbeaten in their respective divisions. So, you know, should be a good crowd for that, Deeks. You know, I mean, a little bit disappointing that, you know, I look back through Mosel's crowd, Deeks. I mean, you got 226, 231. Two four four and one five six. You know, I think you mentioned actually, mate. Mm. You know, at Trumbull, yeah. So far this season, so be nice if they could sort of at least break three hundred plus for a sort of game of this magnitude, Diggs, wouldn't it? Really, don't that? Yeah, really. That's right. I don't. I, I'm not quite sure why that second game against Bashley was lower attendance. Whether it was oh. because they played the, the the Saturday before. I don't know. It seems a bit. It you know it dropped off quite a bit, didn't it? Really, from the other yeah. games. Yeah, it did. Yeah, like you like saying, quite quite a considerable. Well, virtually eighty less, mate, wasn't it than yeah than the than the previous game? So that yeah, that was disappointing, really, mate. Yeah. To be honest, but but you know, especially the the way Mavs were playing and the football they played, Dicks. You know, I know it is a trip, mate. You know, I know it is a trek, but you know, it's a long way to go for a lot of people, but. But it's, it's worth going to, mate, isn't it? To watch Mosel play, certainly, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah. Now, Saturday, obviously, the game against Salisbury. Salisbury uh, now fourth in the league table. Um, they've played eight games, won five, drawn three. So they're unbeat, unbeaten in the division above Mosel. What chance yeah. Mosel winning? Um. It's going to be tough, Deeks, isn't it? No doubt about it. I mean, Salisbury are a big club, mate, aren't they? I mean, I know they've gone through, you know, sort of a few bad spells. I mean, Steve Claridge was manager there for a while, mate. Mm. I think we mentioned that already. But, but yeah, they have had some really good times there, mate, and, and not so good times over the last sort of four or five seasons, Deeks. So, 
I think they're sort of a team in a, a little bit of transition, but looks like they've got a good side together this season, Diggs. So no doubt it's going to be a hard game. But but I wouldn't write Mazel off, Diggs, would you? Against anyone, really, with you know the way they're playing, the players they got. You know, they've got goals in them, mate, haven't they? Yeah. And, you know, seem to be letting in a few. Possibly might be a touch of a, you know, what was it, the 4-3 at Bristol Manor Forum and that, Diggs, when it cut to all... You know, Bashley in the league and that, but but yeah, no, or, or was it the cup, mate? But but yeah, I mean, letting in a few, but but always capable of scoring a couple of goals against anyone. I would have thought, Diggs, didn't they? Mm. I tell you what, Salisbury don't score a lot of goals. Out of those eight league games, bearing in mind they've yeah. won five of them, they've only scored thirteen goals. Oh, that's good news, mate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, I like the same of that. I like the same of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two-one Mosley, mate. Two-one Mosley, right? Yeah. I suppose what we don't want is a draw, isn't it? Because um, there's yeah, replays yeah. in this, isn't it, in the FA Cup? So uh, could do with oh, that, yeah, could yeah. do without a replay or a trip up to Salisbury, a midweek trip. That's uh, yeah. yeah, do enough travelling takes, don't they? Yeah. Mosley, that. That's right. So, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's good luck to them, that's for sure, to, to Mosul, that is. Um, good luck to them in the FA Cup. Yeah. And as Pablo said, plenty of uh, knockout football for the uh, the old Mosul supporters at the moment. So uh, good luck to the Seagulls down there at Trungle. Make sure you don't miss an episode of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football and you've got it. What's next, Rappo? Yes. Uh, probably the Western League digs. Possibly. Oh, you're so good, aren't you? <laughs> Getting to know the drill now, digs, haven't we? <laughs> We've got so many teams in the Western League now, mate, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what have we got? We've got six in the Western League Premier Division and, uh, well, yeah. scored some goals last Saturday, didn't they? We, we nearly got that clean sweep, Deeks, didn't we? We said about, I mean, our teams handed out four wallopins, mate, and, and one got battered themselves, mate, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's start with that battering. Um, yeah. Okay. Saltash 6-1 up at Welton Rovers. Yeah. That's, uh, that is a... Okay, I didn't... Yeah. I wasn't sure whether they'd get anything out of the trip, but to lose 6-1, that, that's... Well, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's a bit gutted with that one, Deeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, mate. I was a bit gutted by that one, really. I, you know, because so that's sort of, you know, we, I think we said last week they've sort of turned the corner. They like kickstarted their season a bit, mate, haven't they? Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, you know, but but yeah, now they've had to, you know, take a couple of steps forward, and now they have to take a step back again, Diggs. So hopefully they can get. Uh, well, they got a tough game home on Saturday, Diggs, something they now see, but hopefully they can. You know, jump back on the horse, digs, as so to speak, mate. After that, yeah, really. just just looking to see who they have got over the next few weeks. They've got, uh, as you said, they've got Nelsie Saturday, then the week. Well, that's an interesting game coming up the week after, the weekend after on the twenty third. They've got their away at Wendron in the um, FA Vars, so oh, really? that'll be interesting, won't it, to see how it those two it, yeah, go. Um, yeah, and the week after yeah. that, they're home to Tour Point, so. Um, not too much travelling for them in the next uh, two weeks or so. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, I just thought, you know, like you said, they they beat Wellington 4-1. OK, Wellington is struggling a bit down towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, but 6-1 is a – that's a big defeat, isn't it? 6-1. Yeah. 
it, it is a bit of a wallop in Dykes, isn't it? Yeah, it's not not what you need for your confidence, mate, is it? That yeah, one. no, that's right. And then, and just to test your Saltash Western League um, knowledge, who got the goal for them? Oh, last Saturday, Dykes, I did look. I did look at that. It was um, <laughs> the lad, the lad, the the, the really uh, lively. Uh, I Amelia Dykes. Was it Amelia? Yeah. Is he called? Kieran Amelia. Yeah. That's right. Kieran, that's it, mate. Yeah, he's good, mate, isn't he? I, he was at Millbrook Deeks, wasn't he? And, um, well, most of them were at Millbrook, so that's... Well, yeah, that's true, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's, yeah sorry, mate. That's where I've seen him play up at Sticker, mate. Was that the semi-final when they beat Wendron? Oh, yeah. Remember Deeks? He'd done that, like, triple somersault after he oh, scored, yes. didn't he? Yeah, I wonder if he's still one? doing that celebration. Yeah, yeah. Because, cause I, you know, I thought, flipping that... I'd, you know, it, it was out of a somersault, Deeks, wasn't it? It was oh, like yeah, a, yeah. A, a triple Selco, Deeks, wasn't it? Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, he, was he, was, myself, he was flipping Maybe all over that. the place. That's right. It was, wasn't he, mate? Yeah. It's as good as uh, somersault I've ever seen, mate, after a goal, I think, at football, Deeks, isn't it? However. <laughs> <laughs> if, I tell you what, if he's still doing that celebration, everyone must get quite worried, mustn't they? Because he's he, one day he's going to injure himself doing it, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. That yeah, I was a bit worried for him up at Sticker that night, mate, because it was quite a quite a greasy old evening, Dicks, wasn't it? You you only want a little slip, mate, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> going at that speed, doing a, a triple somersault at that speed. It's so, a bit, it's a bit yeah. like these knee slides, isn't it? I mean, you you can always tell the yeah. pitches that aren't quite so watered as the others, can't you? When the, they yeah. start the slide and they just sort of yeah. come to a quick halt and almost go over themselves. Yeah. So that's it. They take a big trough out the ground, mate, <laughs> yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, the well. Plenty of opportunities to, to do those knee, knee slides last weekend for our Western League sides. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah. all over the place, there was plenty of opportunities. Uh, Falmouth, 8-0 at home to Wellington. Yeah. What do you make of that one? Unbelievable. Because I, I got my usual text, mate, from, from Nige, mate. Nige Wilkes, you know, Falmouth supporter extraordinaire, really, mate. Nige, mate, been supporting the club for... God knows, mate. I think it's like fifty-five years or something, mate, since he was a kid. But but Nigel keeps me abreast. Sticks on a Saturday, and usually when I'm watching Ben, you know that me me phone will go off. And and on Saturday, Dix, it was like it just it was going poof, 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 like that. And I thought, not that that's the sound of me texting. You need mate. to get a new phone, mate, if that's the noise it's yeah, making. Yeah, my phone's knackered by the same of that, Dix, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it was popping off, Dix, and I thought, what the hell's in here? And I had a look, mate, and Noyce said, former for free up, and it, it wasn't even quarter past three, Dix. <laughs> he know. said, former for free. Yeah, I thought, flip it, yeah, yeah, I thought I was doing well at Liscard with, with three goals in ten minutes, so then I thought, oh, bloody, yeah, Falmer's, yeah. <laughs> Falmer's doing better. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it, yeah, beeped off like three times, and I looked at the clock, Dix, and I thought, he's only like 13 minutes past three. <laughs> yeah, it's not even quarter past. So, yeah, what a story that was, Dix, but, yeah, to go on and get a, I know Wellington's struggling a bit, apparently, mate, they? but you still got to, you still got to go and, do it yourself, mate. You stick eight goals past anyone in the Western League's a bit of an achievement, Deeks, isn't it, really? Yeah. I think. And, um, well, you know that we were having a discussion last week about strikers and there doesn't seem to be that many around. Yeah. Uh, I was actually pleased to see it. I don't know what age he would be. He might be younger than what I'm thinking, but um, good to see Charlie Edney is back at Falmouth. He came on for about 25 minutes last Saturday. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, he did, didn't he, mate? 
Yeah, we're talking about strikers and the, and the lack of them. Well, I would say he's one to watch, to be honest. Yeah, he sort of burst onto the scene, Diggs, didn't he? Like a season or so ago, didn't he? And then not heard too much from Charlie, mate, have we? So good to see him back in a in a town shirt, Diggs, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. In for the first team. Yeah, yeah no, so they, after the 8-0 win, um, well, it certainly improves their goal difference, but they're still in second place because uh, Helston... Um, had a, had a good win as well, didn't they? Up at um, up at um, remind me where Shepton, they played Shepton yeah. Mallet. That's Shepton right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it is quite a forgettable place to eat. I must admit. Oh, I think I've said that before yes, on here. You have I? yes. So, so is <laughs> yeah. this pick on Yeovil, pick on Shepton Mallet Day or something? Is it? <laughs> yeah, the Grahams were right, actually decent. It was just a town, mate. Really, Shepton Mallet. But I thought the Graham was all right, mate. But. Probably the best bit of Shepton Mallet, I think, Diggs. But, but, um, but no, no, that is a good win, actually, out there, because they're, they're, they're pretty good at home, mate, isn't they, Shepton Mallet? So that is pretty impressive, isn't it? 5 1. Mm. Only one all half time. So uh, obviously, yeah. the second half, uh, Helston got uh, got going. Um, yeah. uh, well, we keep saying, though, don't we? If you've got strikers like Ruben Wilson, uh, Ricky yeah. Shepherd, Curtis Damrell, you're going to get goals, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Dick. So, you know, lovely problem for Koozie to have, mate, isn't it? To which one do I leave out this week? You know, what's what's Koozie doing? Mate? Go in his kitchen and get a cup and <laughs> put them all in a cup and just pick two out, mate? Or, nah, I'm sure he'll manage them well, mate. I mean, like, you know, to be fair, mate, the two lads have started, you know, Curtis come on and got an hat-trick, yeah, mate, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, the question is, is he going to start this Saturday? Well, yeah, you can see him starting this Saturday, Deeks, and then, like, Ricky will come on and score two or something, won't he, <laughs> this week? Can, but, can we dare... Yeah, I, I think we ought to dare Koozie to actually play all three at the same time. I know, I'd like to see that, mate. Maybe, you know, against a Wellington or something, they might beat Falmouth 8-0 if they did that, <laughs> mate, mightn't they? Mm. <laughs> no, no, but, um, yeah, no disrespect to Wellington, mate. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, three, three great strikers mate isn't it nice when you've got a you know problem like that isn't it wow it's not really a problem is it for Koozie mate is it's a nice little yeah a conundrum really mate isn't it it's more of a conundrum than a problem isn't it really? yeah that's right <laughs> and no surprise that Helston are actually top goal scorers in the Western League Premier at the moment so uh, 28 goals from seven games not bad is it yeah, uh, what's that mate four games bang on average yeah. isn't it mate four yeah. games Brilliant, brilliant, mate. Long may that continue. Long may that continue, that's right. So uh, we've covered Helston, their top position, Falmouth, their second, and then uh, Tor Point bounced back with a good win. They're into fourth now, yeah. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, nice to see three of our teams in the top four, Deeks, isn't it? I did think that league table did look lovely, didn't it? Yeah, and Ryan Richards didn't score. I know, Roy still. What's that, three, three or four games for Roy, mate? Oh, don't, you wouldn't think it's don't possible, tell him mate, that. You? Don't tell him that. You've no, upset no. him now. No, I, I can't. I just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have thought it's possible. Roy not scoring for four games or whatever, mate. But as long as the team's winning, though, mate, you know he's always going to come up with a few, don't you? He'll probably, he'll probably, to be honest, knowing Roy, mate, he'll probably um, one game, mate. You know, he he might not score next week, and then he'll probably score five against someone, money. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he's, he's got it in his locker, mate. And he, well, he scored four at Buckland, Dixon, didn't he? And, yeah. 
you know, that takes a bit of doing, doesn't it? So, yeah, yeah. nah, nah, I've got confidence in Roy, mate. He'll be, he'll be back, mate. Not going to win. He's such a good all round player, though, Diggs. You know, he's probably had a few assists in that time, hasn't he? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. You, you're, trying yeah. to, you're trying to make up with him now, aren't you? I could see. No, nah, Roy, Roy knows what I think of him. I think thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of me. Well, yeah, if not the, you know, one of my favourite strikers around. Really, you know, when he when he's on his game, Diggs, he's he's unplayable, isn't he? Really, yeah. so lively, isn't he, mate? Great striker. One of your other strikers got a one of your other favourite strikers. So um, got a hat trick as well for St. Blasey, didn't he? Yes, mate. Yeah, cloaky mate. I knew I knew he would. Um, you know, I knew his game would. Uh, suit the Western League digs, didn't you? But you got a feel from Millbrook, I suppose, mate, haven't you? Mm. You know, like 7-0, you know, what were, I don't know, digs, do you? I don't, you know, I just, I just hope they, something can happen that, that can see them turn a corner, mate, but losing 7-0, mate, ain't going to do much for confidence, mate, is it? So, you know, another, another thumping for them, mate, isn't it? But, does make you worry for him a bit, Diggs, doesn't it, really? Could, can, how long can this go on, really? Do you think... I know you don't want to talk about it at all, mate, because I've got to be honest, mate, I really admire him for having a crack, mate, didn't you? Having a bash at it, really. But but can that go on all season like that, Diggs? Losing 7-0, 6-0? Mm. When are you going to get back with that, mate, really? Yeah, I mean, they've only played yeah. six league games. Um, they've scored yeah. one goal in those six games. 35 conceded. Um, bottom sure. of the table, um, yeah. G- yeah. Well, good good luck to them, and well done for for you know having yeah. completed six games. But as you say, every, I think every so, week uh, we look at the result and wonder, don't we? Yeah, that's it. That was me, sort of over. You know, obviously chuffed for for Blazy Deeds. You know, me local team and everything, Paul and Sweeter and all down there. You know, Ads and everyone, mate. But but yeah, I. I you just, you just, you know, when I saw that, I, I, just, I was going to go down there, Diggs, to be honest. I overslept, mate, last Saturday, funnily enough. I, I overslept, mate, all these flipping nights and all, mate. And and I thought, oh, I'll, go, I'll go down second half and um, meet up with Sweet, you know, my old mate Sweeter, have a cup of tea and watch the second half of Blazy. And and I looked on on uh, Twitter, Deeks, and it was 3 0, wasn't it? That was 3 0 after about 25 minutes, I think, wasn't it? Something like that, or half an hour. And I thought, what's, what's the point, really? You know, <laughs> do, you know, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not a, you know, it's a non game, isn't it, really, Deeks? It's just how many Blazy were going to score. So ended up watching Ireland, mate, play in the World Cup rugby, Deeks. Oh, <laughs> So bad, so bad. Of course, I know. I, I felt guilty to Cornish football last Saturday. I did things, but mm. but I just just like a couch potato in me recliner, Dicks, watching a bit of rugby for a change. What watching all the scores come in, mate? You know, watching all the scores come in, all mm. the all the big yeah last weekend. Well, so, yeah. So, yeah, as you said, St. Blazy's seven nil against Millbrook. Um, and yeah. well, their second successive victory, which is good, also good, I think, is George Newton is back with them. Um, I, yeah, yeah, he that. did well with them towards the end of last season. I was a bit disappointed that he left to go to Tavistock, but um, I don't yeah. know. Someone did say to me that they thought he was going away to uni or whatever. So I don't know if he is going to be a regular. I'm hoping he's going to be a regular for for St. Blazy. Yeah. So. Um, that's, I think that's a good sign. He's only a young lad, but he, he looks a good player. He does, doesn't he, Deeks? Yeah, yeah I've, I think I've seen George three times, is it, Deeks? I think you mentioned him bit to me, mate, before I'd seen him. And 
Yeah, I've got, got to say, Diggs, very, very impressive, mate, isn't he? Very mm. impressive for his age, isn't he, as well? Yeah. Very impressive player, yeah. That's right. So watch this space on that one. Now, game's coming up this Saturday. Uh, all Again, all our six sides are in action. Um, what have we got? We've got Farmertown. Ooh, they got a tricky one, haven't they, up yeah. at Clevedon? Yeah. Yeah, that that well, it's a third v second, I think. Dick, yeah, isn't it? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough one, mate. Tough one. That'd be a great result, mate, wouldn't it? If we can get something there. Yeah. Now, yeah. so Blazy go to Wellington. Um, as we've already commented, Wellington struggling a bit next to bottom. I think this is Wellington's actual first home game of the season, isn't it? Because of cricket. Oh, of course. yeah, yeah, of course, Dick. Yeah, they got yeah. That's right, mate. They got the old cricket problem as well, haven't they? Wellington, <laughs> mate, they? Yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah. that, that's our two sides away from home, and then we've got home games for uh, well, Saltash, as you've mentioned, a homeless Nailsea and Tickenham. Um, mm. Well, Saltash be happy to get much from that game, I would have thought. Um, Tor Point, they also got newcomers, haven't they? Oldland Abertonians. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they're third from bottom digs, aren't they? They've only got three points, have they digs? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So you know, fancy that one, Diggs, don't you? Fancy. Yeah. I do fancy Millbrook getting their first points of the season. Home to Buckland. <laughs> no, I'm not not much Diggs, if I'm honest. About <laughs> hundred to one on bookings terms, I think, mate. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah Millbrook be doing well to uh, avoid a well yeah. another heavy defeat in Buckland. Actually, I mean. But when you look at the league table and yeah. anyone looking at the league table would think, what are we going on about? They're only you know, mid-table, they're ninth. Um, yeah. 11 points from seven games, that's not title-winning stuff, is it? Although they were tipped you know, as a contender at the start of the season, weren't they? So something's not quite right there, is it? No, no, you, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, Dicks, really. You, you'd expect, they were one of, definitely one of the big pre-season favourite sticks aren't they Buckland so yeah not firing on all cylinders yet Deeks are they for sure no that's right so I hope they misfire a bit more on Saturday really maybe yeah that's for sure that's for sure then what is that that leaves us with the league leaders Helston Athletic they're home to Ilfracombe Town Um, yeah I don't think Helston should have any problems should they no Deeks can't see no problems there mate can you really no, no I, you know I don't want to do Ilfra Kuma to serve. I know, I know they've um, they've done their sides over a couple of times, Deeks, haven't they? Last couple of seasons, they they have sort of you know beaten their teams when we thought they you know go up there and win or or but but Alston at, at Callaway Park, Deeks, I you know I can't see any problems at all, mate. Can you? No. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if we see a few a few more goals going in, Deeks. Well. I think you might be there, Dicks, might you? You might be seeing a few more goals going, might you? Yes, yeah. I've been dragged in, dragged in to yeah. cover for. Yeah, uh, Steve Massey yeah. can't make it, so uh, I'm afraid they're stuck with me yeah. for this Saturday. Um, so, <laughs> gotta dust off me clipboard a bit, I think. And uh, I'm sure you do a good job as always, mate. I'm sure you do yeah. a good job. Ilfacum, their yeah. away record. Well, they played four and drawn two, lost two. So uh, let's hope. Let's hope that doesn't get any better after Saturday. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not hope that we're biased or anything. <laughs> no, no, exactly, mate. Hope they carry on in that vein of form, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, um, how did they get on last... Who did they play last? Oh, they they lost a 12 point, didn't they? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So. Oh, of course, 3-0, wasn't it? Yeah, 3-0 at home, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I hope they continue that form, Lindy. From the National League South through to the St. Piran League, this is the place to be. Let's move uh, along to the Step 6 football, Southwest Peninsula League. And, uh, well, let's try and catch up with a much-travelled man, Phil Hiscox. Did he enjoy his trip to St. George's Park? Oh, it was a long old day. Long old day. <laughs> I got up at 4.30am, oh, Keith Man picked me up at 5.30am and got home just after 8pm. Now you know what it's like to play in the Southern League. <laughs> well, I guess so. I guess so. Although That's right, all that travelling. All, all those lovely pictures at St George's Park. I didn't see any football being played on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. But um, I, I suppose it's it's good to get together with um, your peers, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, before COVID, it, there was a summer conference every year. We used to go up on a Friday and come back, sort of, or you would finish sort of Sunday after lunch. Um, it was slightly odd this time in, in that it was nice that they, they reintroduced it, but being on a Sunday during the season, it meant such an early start. And, and mm. just, you know, one or two leagues did go up on that. Saturday and the offer was there to go on the Saturday, but you know, Saturday is match day, isn't it? There's other things to do. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, we chose it was better to, to do our normal Saturday business and, and travel up on Sunday morning. Yeah, because otherwise, if you went up on a Saturday, it wouldn't have been until you, you, you wouldn't have got there until late, would you? So, um... well, either that or you missed the match day, and, and you know, there were other issues. There are always issues, aren't there? It, you know, it could be minor ones, player registrations. There was a late kickoff at St. Dennis, wasn't there, last yeah. week because the lines aren't being marked properly. Because <laughs> you know, every Saturday, there are those issues, and uh, I suppose if you, if you, and this is going to be sound awfully, um, awfully insulting to people that are chairman but if you're a chairman you've got a sort of more holistic overview as they call it i see i've been learning all these words holistic overview, overview. goodness yeah, me. yeah that's one of the ones i learned from if we go to st george's <laughs> park um that, then you you can disappear uh, and leave the work to the workers but if you're a worker you've got to be here to deal with it <laughs> <laughs> right up the workers up the workers right we better get our whip out and come on phil get yeah. Get yeah. doing something, get doing something proper, not all I these. Don't, I don't trips. need holistic overviews. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and so this was, um, was it just steps five and six, or what was it? Yeah, the 17, 17 step five and six leagues meeting with uh, FA staff and FA league members. There's a leagues committee in the same as like there's an FA Cup committee and an international committee and things, and they're the ones that ultimately sanction changes to the way the stru- the pyramid is run. So obviously they, they were interested in, in asking questions, seeing what reaction to certain ideas was, or whether the leagues had certain ideas um i have to say you know, if anybody wants to advance you know things the wheels at the fa turn very very slowly so <laughs> it was lots of consultation to be followed by more regional meetings in a couple of months time uh, to develop a future strategy Goodness me. So, so don't, you know, don't, don't go sort of saying what's happening next week. I seem to have heard this before, though. It, it, they're continually trying to tweak it, aren't they? Uh, let's yeah. be totally controversial and ask, have they, have, they, have they actually got any clues what is happening out there? On Do they know what non-league football is all about? 
to be fair, I think they are better. I think they are better. The, the head of the league's departments, Lawrence Jones, is a, to be fair to him, is a genuine football man. He's involved with Harbour Town, who are were a step five. I think they got recently promoted to the Ishmael League or, or whatever, and, and they're now step four. Um, he he is is a good football man, um, but the problem you've got to remember is all these nothing is decided by one person. So you, you've got the staff, you've got the committee. Uh, the committee has got other influences, isn't it? Yeah. So what might suit steps five and six? You'll have somebody from the grassroots game saying it doesn't suit the regional feeder leagues like the St. Perrins and, and equally uh, there's another committee that deals with steps one to four uh, uh, and you know they don't want step five and six having anything that might impinge on how steps three and four work <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so there's always these vested interests and, and things and it's uh, yeah. Uh, basically, the day was split into two halves. The, the morning was very much about how, how the pyramid is working and, and, and what changes could be made. Uh, and then after lunch was several presentations, one on this new stadium accreditation with the Premier League are now um, visiting over the course of this season, all clubs steps three to six, uh, because they're going to take over the running of ground grading Um it's actually, I think, a positive development in the medium to long term because it means that the people that are funding the work are the ones doing the ground grading. Mm. Uh, but again, in the short term, very much portrayed that this is a data finding exercise, that they need to know what the failures are out there, what the challenges are. And then, of course, they've got a budget of, I think we've said, 11 million a year for the next five years. Mm. Um, which sounds like a lot, but then you know, a 3G pitch could be the best part of a million. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> you, you know, that 11 million can be spent yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, and, you know, so they're not committing themselves to going along and saying, oh, oh you know, uh, that club passes or that club fails and, and, and they're going to be thrown out. It's going to be very much for the moment. It's a data finding exercise of, you know, what is the stock of ground facilities? What are the challenges? And how do we use that money over their current five year period to rectify things? Mm. Um, so, you know, good news in a way. And I'm sure there'll be more grants for clubs in the Southwest. Uh, you know, and to be fair, we've, we've done pretty well out of that pot. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that, you know, suddenly some club's going to get a new 3G pitch next week. It, it takes longer than that mm. as well. Yeah. And the National League system, how long has that been going? Um, in various guises since about the 1990s. Um, in, in, in the 1990s, you'd recognise what it currently is now, but it, it is evolving quite a lot. Um, um, yeah, the most recent changes were, were when they removed what was step seven, wasn't it, and made yeah. it steps one to six only and things. So it is always evolving. Well, uh, well I was going to ask, will they ever stop tweaking it or not? Absolutely, you can't, can you? Because yeah, <laughs> one of the, the, the they won't, they won't. Well, yeah, surely you can, in the sense that you know they're looking for this perfect pyramid sort of foundation. Yes, that word was only mentioned once on Sunday, was and it? then people sniggered. People sniggered. So yeah, I don't think the bloke from the FA mentioned it again. I mean, the, the problem with the perfect pyramid is, is if every club, uh, you know, if every county or region of the country had a club that was top of the table, middle of the table, and bottom of the table, everything would work wonderfully. Um, mm-hmm. But you've now got this situation where there's a huge pile of Step Five clubs in the Northwest, and the league can't cope with them all because <laughs> yeah, the, the wrong teams are getting promoted, relegated from Step Four. The right teams or the wrong teams are getting promoted from below. Uh, those teams that are in it 
um, want to stay in it because geographically that's where they belong and, and oh, perhaps their points per game were better than Elmore's last year, for example. So they you know, Elmore get relegated, but somebody else survives in an area where you don't want them. Hmm. Um, and then there were other areas, East Anglia is worse affected than the Southwest. You know, what we've got down here in the Western League Premier of 18, we've got two seven teams. East Anglia have got a league with 16. Right. Um, but you can't just move move half a dozen clubs from the northwest counties to fill these gaps. It's mm. this is it's where not the as points easy as that because it's not a perfect perfect round circle. No, it? and this is where this points per game thing, uh, you know, doesn't work really, does it? it, it, uh, it was suggested that they, you know, they you should perhaps have regions within the yeah. points per game thing. So, you know, but yeah, again, that, that's this is a. Let's say a talking shop, but it, it was a consultation exercise. You put these ideas to the FA. Um, you know, you hope that some of them uh, come to the light of day, but but yeah, you, you don't hold your breath waiting. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, I've I've got one question actually regarding ground grade or grounds. Um, yeah. In the peninsula or step six, what, what have you got to have? Two sides of the pitch. Um, where there's a path, you know, a tarmac path or whatever. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it bound material paths. What they call right. it, you know, so it's two sides, path. yeah. Two sides at step six. Uh, that become at step five and above, it becomes a hard standing path on all available sides, which doesn't necessarily mean four sides because you you have like at Wellington, for example, you have cricket on one side. Yeah. So you then put a side out of bounds. Right. So. At step six, where you've got to have two, what happens about those other two sides? Are you allowed to go on those other two sides? Uh, no, no, no. You see, it's, it's dangerous to stand on grass at step six, but it's okay <laughs> when the reserves are at home. <laughs> so the likes of Bodmin, then, uh, I'm just choosing Bodmin because it's a, a good Bobman example. It's a three-sided ground as far as, as concrete paths are concerned. Or time so am I allowed to walk up? I'm not allowed to walk up the other side of the... You know, the side opposite the grandstand. Not one of the first team are playing. Not one of the first team are playing. No, no. So why don't they stop people doing that then? Oh, there is. There's a sign. There's a sign at the end that says, no spectators beyond this point. Didn't you read it? No, I must have missed that. But um, no, perhaps, right, it, so, perhaps but, well, To be fair, I haven't been there to check it's still there. Probably some vandal might have knocked it. It's an odd one. I mean, I'll go back to actually a... a a story that opens up the attitude to grass differently. When St. Austell had that season where they reached the VAR semi-final, yeah, yeah. Um, in order to play the VAR semi-final, they had to have the ground capacity certif- certificated as the number of seats they could sell. Mm-hmm. And two organisations turned up. The people from the FA, because it was their match, and people from the local police licensing. Right. Now, the FA people, as far as the capacity of the grounds was concerned, would not include the two grass banks behind the goals at St. Austell. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, council police licensing bloke pointed out that things like stock car racing and cricket and rugby, it's perfectly fine. And it would, as far as he was concerned, as long as it was well maintained and you know, you, you, the capacity of that grass bank was appropriate to the fact that it was a grass bank, then, then people could stand on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and it, it, it does chuckle here because you, you can, that's uh, so Ash United, they've had some, they put some sort of pallet fencing mm. to stop you standing on. And I wouldn't even say that's grass banking at the top, and it's more like a shale base to it. Yeah. Um, but 
salt ash uh, ladies, salt ash youth, salt ash reserves. Um, dare I say the county FA staging a county cup final at that. They're not tied because it's not a step five fixture. Oh, right. So they could stand on it. It's, yeah. it, uh, this is what I'm saying. Is it, it's, it's rather funny. You, know, you, you go and watch Bob in town at step six, and you should observe the sign that says no spectators on that side. Um, so I go and watch their no second re- team, and, and it's precisely. fine. There's no such requirement. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy. Right. Anyway, let's talk football, shall we? On the pitch. Um, please. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> Where have you been this week? Anywhere exciting? Uh, I did miss out on the Camelford game on Friday because it was just such a long weekend. Saturday, I sweltered in the heat at Calumpton 1, <laughs> Ivorybridge 4. Um, interesting, I, I think we asked you asked me this question last year. The chap called Luke Forward, who, who plays for Ivorybridge, um, he scored a hat-trick, <laughs> which I believe moved him to the top of the overall goal-scoring charts on Saturday afternoon, although Adam Carter scored two on Wednesday night, and I think they might be both back level now. Right. So, right. Um, so he's definitely a forward because he's got a hat-trick. Yeah, that's um, interesting because I actually mentioned uh, in one of our local leagues uh, someone called Forward last week. So there's a, yeah. there are a few forwards around, although we can't find many strikers. Few forwards around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 I'm gonna give it. There used to be a lad called Strike, wasn't there? Is it a Tom Strike? Yes, Strike? that's right. Yeah, he's still yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, but not striker. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night, I went to Stoke Gabriel and Dartmouth, a bit of a South Devon derby. Um, 3-1 to Stoke and then Wednesday night because you know I've got to get my passport stamped uh, on a weekly basis uh, first visit of the season to Weybridge who played St Austell I had seen Weybridge away once I hadn't seen St Austell at all this season so it's nice to see them um, the proverbial game of two halves I'd have to say the first half was not particularly exciting goalless um, but the second half was a cracker absolutely cracking second half uh, it's Weybridge scored very early, then they doubled the lead, then St. Austell pulled one back, then they pulled it, they levelled it, and then they got a winner. Uh, and then in stoppage time, there was an almighty goal, Mellie, and, and how Weybridge didn't get an equaliser, well, but they're probably still scratching their heads now. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, it did sound exciting. It must be. And, and I was interviewing uh, Mike O'Neill for the podcast, uh, about mm. uh, obviously about Wendron, and I was thinking, now, last thing I heard... Um, Weybridge were two 0 up, but I thought, no, I won't mention it just in case because they're obviously they're kicking off yeah. fifteen minutes later. Just in case there's a there's yeah. a twist in the game, and obviously there was. So uh, there well, was, yeah. I say even after the twist of St North to taking the lead, don't you? I said it was a sort of incident. But it was like it's like four shots in quick succession, two blocked by the keeper, one blocked by a defender, and, and the 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 last one just went the wrong side of the post. Oh dear! <laughs> but, you know, so was three two a, a fair result in the end, or should it have been I, a draw? I thought probably a draw. A draw would probably have been a fair result, but goals win games, don't they? Um, yes, they certainly do. Yeah, and the, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're talking about goals. I mean, there's been quite a few recently. I'm just very quickly thinking. Liscard 8, Bude 2. I mean, did anyone see that one coming? No, because I mean, it's not as if Bude have been getting those sort of results. But Liscard beat Holsworthy 8 0 early in the season, didn't they? And Holsworthy have had a reasonable start to the season. If and a good start to the season if you took that result out yeah, of it. That's right. Um, uh, and then just. Odd. And then the same night that you were watching Way Bridge, obviously, we got Callington 6 uh, 1 winners at Bodmin. I mean, that's another yeah, crazy I result. Mean, I, well, 
absolutely, because only last week we were giving Bob Min team of the week for beating St. Austin. <laughs> yes. Can you take that back or what? Somebody, I did hear somebody quit last night and he's like, last week the, the manager should be appointed, Bob Min should be appointed yeah. on a permanent basis. Last night, sack him, sack him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I have seen, I think, the assistant managers come out and apologise for their performance. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, we shall see. Yeah, so crazy football, and well, that's that's why we all love it, I guess. But um, um, so, where are you off to this weekend? Uh, it's still a fairly busy week, although not an awful lot of travelling. Friday night game this week is Credit and Honison, which is the first Friday night in the East Division. So that's know that know their geography. Credit is only about five miles north of Exeter, so that's a uh, the fixture secretary did his job this week, unlike <laughs> last week. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I think I fancy Elberton versus Dartmouth. Haven't been to Hay Road this season. Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I've got a cheeky little double of grounds I haven't been to this season, and both for the same reasons. Uh, Honiton and Newton Abbott Spurs both share with the cricket, uh, so they've had very limited home games. Uh, in the case of Honiton, of course, they have to take half their floodlights down each summer uh, and then re-erect them. Uh, so they're back in action. So Newton Spurs on Tuesday night, we take that one off against Sidmouth, and Honiton on Wednesday night, they've got Bishops Lydiard, who I haven't seen since the opening day. Right. You mentioned so before those people worry about my passport. It is being polished, ready for Saturday week. Oh, right. Okay. Mm, I'll leave you with that. I'll more, tell you next week. More of that next week. Um, and you always mention Newton Spurs. Uh, is that up your way? You don't use the Abbott or what? Um, it's, it's just a sort of abbreviation, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, technically, yes, it is Newton Abbott Spurs. I should should give it their full title. Right. We don't like food titles. They go on. It's like Stoke Gable and Torbay Police. What a mouthful that is. <laughs> ah, now, now you mention uh, there's been a query on the forum about the, the police bit of it. Why? What's the connection with Torbay Police? Uh, some of the, the police people ran a community football club uh, from the Torbay area. The police in De- Devon Cornwall Police have what they call divisions, don't they? Mm. Uh, geographically, I think there's two in Cornwall, four in Devon, depending on. on and that's where you know the, each main police station is. Um, so the Torbay Division used to have this community football club, uh, and because Stoke Gabriel has several pitches, has two full-size grass pitches and some mini pitches as well, which obviously suit with community use, um, they were playing at Stoke Gabriel when Stoke Gabriel hit some oh, behind-the-scenes trouble. Um, so that's the merger, but it, it's not officially, it's not a police team. It, it's sort of the connection between the existing Stoke Gabriel and this community club that was run by um, local bobbies in Torbay. Right. Okay. Is there anything you don't know about local football? I'm, I'm sure there must be something. There must be something. Yeah, but that could, we could have that a slot each week. Ask Phil a question. Oh no! Please don't. You will catch me on something. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, <laughs> Actually, there is. There oh. is. I, I came up at the board meeting last week. Um, Phil's geography of Cornwall needs needs improving. Oh, why um, is that? Uh, at the last season, we were doing the ground grading day, and we'd been. I think you you were with us at some day at the start of the season. We'd been to mm. Truro, and then after lunch, we went all the way up to Butte, and. I was it with a there was four of us in the car, of which three of us, two came from Plymouth, and obviously from me getting home, it was easy to get to Plymouth Station and come home. And I asked John Mead on his way back from Bude to save me 
going my or us going miles out of the way to do St. Dominic. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I thought St. Dominic was near Newquay. What? Uh, and I'm wrong. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. way out. Way out. Way out. Yeah. Way out. So there you are. I don't know everything. Right. Okay. Um, uh, and one final question. Uh, I noticed during the week uh, Torrington played Torridge side, which to my mind should be a, a Good Friday or a Christmas game. Why wasn't yeah. it? Or why isn't it? Right. It, it, there were several fixture little twe- tweaks this season, and, and that is probably the most notable of them. Um the Easter ground hoppers are down for the next two years. Remember, they're, they're pre- predominantly in Devon this coming Easter, although there is one game at this guard. Uh, and then the following year, they'll be predominantly in Cornwall. Um, and both Torrington and Torridge side have never been ground hopped. So I need them both to be at home on the same day. And they can't play each other at home on the same day. Not unless I, <laughs> I go back to those days when you played on, yeah. on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, so effectively, they are still playing on Boxing Day, but the game they played this week was was within Good Friday's game. And then on Good Friday, I've got Torrington playing Crediton and Torridgeside playing Oakhampton, so that they can both be at home back to back kickoff times. Right. So obviously the big crowd that they get, um, they're not going to miss out on on that. We've had this before when the groundhog comes down. You, you know, down the bottom end of Cornwall, you know, if, if you needed um, Helston and Falmouth to both be at home on the groundhog, then they can't both play each other. Mm. You know, so you have to sometimes manipulate the local derbies just to, to get the right teams at home. Right. Um, what was the attendance on Tuesday anyway at that game? 307. Is that the biggest so far? It is, yeah. There was a 260 at um, Weybridge earlier in the season, Weybridge Newquay. Uh, so it just surpassed that. Mm. Uh, I mean, generally, I'm very pleased with the attendances that the average in both divisions is just over 100, which right. is, is very good. Right. And in fact, I, I noticed there's a good crowd at the Weybridge um, Sinostal yeah, game. Actually, they, they announced that one last night. So, Sorry, what yeah. was that? 241. 241, right. The, the old phone went a yeah. bit funny when you yeah. said it. Right. Yeah. Well, good. Everyone's enjoying their local football. I think I've asked yeah, you enough questions. Yeah, the weather's yeah. good. So nothing to moan about, is there? No. no. <laughs> you took too no. long to answer that, so there must be, but we haven't got time to talk <laughs> about it. going to be a loaded question <laughs> no, about no. misconduct or something. No, no. Oh, well, there you go. I, <laughs> no, no, no. This, business. Don't this podcast is long enough as it is. We haven't got time to talk about all that. So <laughs> oh, good. for this like week, that. goodbye, Phil. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thanks to Phil, as usual, much-travelled man, but one place he didn't go rapper was last Friday, Camelford against Lanson, 3-1 win to Camelford, and uh, and then Camelford going yeah. win Tuesday as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, see, mate, you never know where Reg at the owl, mate, dear. You know, he's, uh, you know, what a manager he's been over the years, Diggs, hasn't he? Reg yeah. has, mate. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah. That, that win against Lanson, 3-1, and the score their first goal Shay Cardiff I was thinking Shay Cardiff where have I seen that name before yeah. and he was at Alton last season wasn't he yeah that's right mate. He's, he is actually at Lundson Diggs as well wasn't he oh is he Because um, yeah he was at Lundson mate he's a young lad I remember remember when Penryn got promoted Diggs and went back into the Southwest Peninsula League. They had their first game of the season at Lundson right I think the Waltz had that trick that day mate <laughs> I think Lumpson beat Penryn 4-1. I mean, it was never a 4-1, but, but they did actually beat him for... And, and Shea played in that game, mate, for Lumpson. 
young mm. lad on the wing. Yeah, I thought I thought he looks a name for the future. So I did actually put a little tip next to him in my programme. But but like you said, Deeks, he seemed to have, you know, never really kicked on from that. Like, and I thought oh, I might have got that one wrong. You know, I thought he was a good lad. But but then he ended up at Oldham, mate, didn't he? Like you said, and but good to see him back. You know, in a playing for a good South West League, you know, Peninsula club, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, where he belongs, I think. Uh, and uh, that's right. Those two wins for Camelford puts them up into a comfortable eighth place in the table. Um, Josh Caldwell saved a penalty last Friday as well, so that's handy. And uh, yeah. Camelford's third goal from Brooklyn Wilkins. So again, I have to say apologies, but not a name that I've seen that often. Oh. No, mate, no. Well, Reg, Reg pulls them out of the bag, Diggs, doesn't he? <laughs> he always pulls, the, you know, just local talent out of the bag, mate. He's, he's probably, there's no one better at it, really, Diggs, I don't think, is there, than Reg at, mm. at spotting a bit of talent, mate, and, and making him into a player, mate, is there? No, that's and right. Then, and, then, and then getting him nicked by a big old fish coming <laughs> yeah. in. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reg, like, yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, now, last Saturday, I went to Lux Park Liscard expecting a, a relatively tight game. And after, what, 40 seconds, Bude took the lead through Billy Hopcroft. And I thought, oh, we got a good game on here. Um, but um, it wasn't to be. Liscard 8, Bude 2. Yeah, I know, mate. Liscard are scoring some goals, Diggs, aren't they? You know, flipping it, mate. Lux, Lux Park's the place to go if you want to see a few goals, Deeks, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Old Max is uh, banging a few in, mate, isn't he? A few set pieces and you, another free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, free kick and a penalty last Saturday. Um, um, yeah. He made the free kick look quite easy. I'm I'm not sure whether the, the Bude keeper was... Uh, quite up, nah, up for nah. that one but um, uh, yeah yeah I thought that when I was, yeah that's the first thing I, I mean I don't I don't think that I, I mean you know I'm not a goalkeeper well I have been a keeper but but I'm not a goalkeeper mate you know but I don't think a keeper should be beaten on the side he's mm. defending do you mate you know once he's put his wall up he shouldn't be beaten on that side should he no. I don't think no, no matter right. how good the free kick but yeah but what do you think, Diggs? Let's go, you know, Ash, a couple of weeks ago, mate, you know, did, did they look like champions against someone, mate, wasn't it? And you said not at the moment, mate. Did did they did they look like champions on Saturday, mate? Did they? <laughs> did you think? Um, a bit more, I would say. I'm still I'm yeah. still not hundred percent um you know, confident, no. but um certainly if they're gonna they're going to score goals, you know, they're, they're going to have a good chance, aren't they? Um, uh, and as we've seen elsewhere this week, I mean, we talked to Mike O'Neill in a minute, the Wendry manager, they were three up on Wednesday against Newquay, but only just one, I say only just, mm-hmm. they, they won three, two in the end. So Callington against Newquay last Saturday, Callington two up and yeah. Newquay came back to win three, two. So, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the sort of teams are, all teams seem to be performing quite well at the moment. Um, so I would say in answer to your question, I'm not um, I'm not worried, you know, that I've tipped them to win the league, but I, I'd like to see them just, well, it might be a bit greedy, isn't it? They've won 
they won eight two. I, yeah. I'm saying I'd like to see them, I'd like to see them, you know, pick it up a little bit more. But uh, I'm not quite sure that they would agree with that if they've won eight two. What? Why, why am I so worried? I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good win. And uh, yeah, well, isn't they, it impressive? Isn't it? Yeah, they don't play again this Saturday. Um, I don't know quite, no. quite why, but um, I did see. I saw Max after the game, Max Gilbert after the game, and uh, I think he told me they play in Austal late late in September, I think it is, yeah. Oh, it's the last day of September, 30th of September. Liscard home to St. Austal. That's a beauty. That could be a beauty, as you said. Um, St. Austal, yeah. they didn't play last Saturday, did they? But they played midweek. The story going around Newquay... Uh, Wednesday night was that Weybridge were leading against uh, St. Allstall, but a good result, wasn't it, for for uh, the Lily Whites? They came back and won that game. That's played 10 now, yeah. 1 9. So, uh, yeah, that is pretty impressive, Deeks, isn't it? You know, like t- 10 games, was it scored? I said, look, I've got the table here. Deeks thir- scored 39, mate, against eight, you know, plus 31 goal difference, mate, after, after 10 games. So, that is pretty good, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, actually, you, know, you say that's pretty good. Uh, scored 39 in eight. Liscard in second place, played four games less, and they've scored 31. So, um, yeah, that's right. Now, I have to say one result that I did have to look at at least twice on Wednesday, because I couldn't believe it was correct, was Bobman 1, Callington 6. I know, mate. I know. Bobby beat St. Austell the week before. Yeah, I was just going to say that to you, Deeks. St. Austell go and win 6 0 at Callington, Deeks. <laughs> then a week later, Bobby win 3 1 at St. Austell. And a week after that, Callington win 6 1 at Bobby. I mean, where's the sense in that, Deeks? <laughs> yeah, I know. I you know. know, I give up trying to predict any scores, don't you, mate? <laughs> oh, don't tell me about it. But I was so. I was so surprised that I had to speak to Callington and uh, we managed to get Dean Southcott on for a few minutes. Thanks, Dean, for helping us out. He's the manager of Callington, who, as we just said, uh, beat Bobman 6-1. Thanks for sparing the podcast five minutes, Dean, but uh, what a great result you had at Bobman midweek, a 6-1 victory. Yeah, it was, it was really nice, David. It was really nice to see. I mean, I think if you look at our results, they've not been not picked up any points since the the first two games now I mean if you look at who we've played we've played the top five and lost the top five everyone else we've played we've we've beat so and it's not I don't know if you've seen any games Dave or if anyone's been along they would notice that we've not really been battered in games we've been competing obviously an awful game was a, a bit where we got battered we lost 6-0 um, we're down to 10 men after 80 minutes we didn't help ourselves so we had players back last night so it was near enough a full strength side which is the first time this season, so it just shows the lads can compete, which uh, yeah, it was great. After that run of uh, five league defeats, though, how did you go into the game on Wednesday at Bobby? You know, what were your thoughts? Was it just sort of protecting uh, the the team for a start and and making sure that it, you know it wasn't going to be another heavy defeat, or how did you approach it? Dave, we go into every game thinking we can compete and do a job. And I think if anyone's watched it, they, they'll realise that. We're, we're not here to make up the numbers. I said it previously, we're not here to make up the numbers. I know league results say otherwise, but I'm going to go into every game with the full confidence that my team can can do something and cause an upset. 
And Saturday, we were really unlucky at, at New- against Newquay. We were 2-0 up at half-time. Unfortunately, we lost central midfielder. And we had a, had a makeshift midfield for the second half. And it, it, it cost us. We got overrun and, and that was it. But uh, two central midfielders back last night. And it just made the whole difference. Same starting 11 apart from one player. So it was exactly <laughs> the same. Started with two 16-year-olds out wide on Saturday. Their energy was great, brilliant. Backed them again to last night. And uh, yeah, one put the ball in the box for the, first, for the other one to score the first goal. It was great. Good to see. Uh, I think one of those actually scored four goals, didn't he? Yeah, I've got to be careful not to give him too much praise today because he's my cousin. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. And what's nice is they're all they're all Callington lads. They both just finished Callington school and... Uh, in fact, they they both go to Bodmin College now, so they started this week. So I'm sure they'll be popular in school this week, which right. will be nice for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and well, everyone could look it up anyway. But his name is Finn Skews, four goals, and it, it's risky trying a, a youngster. But when it you know pays off like this, well, all credit to everyone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, we've got some really good youngsters in and around the club and we got them all playing the second team our, our reserve team basically well what was an under 16 side last season with a couple of slightly older older heads throughout the team but they're going to be the future of the club going forward it's great to have them in the second team um, I mean a couple of them I had with me at Gunners Lake last season which is great but now they're now playing 90 minutes regularly in the league they were sort of sat on the bench as squad players last year so it's only going to develop and like I say we, Finn Skews played for me Gunny last year he was 16 in January so he's had a a dozen games of men's football now, so he's finally realised he's not going to get hurt. He can compete, he can battle, and when he does, he, he gets the ball going, gets moving, gets out of people, and he's, he's dangerous. And the lad that sat on the other flank, Taron Goodright, he's his second game for us. He's coming to sign for the reserves, but we've been a little bit light, so he came in on Saturday. was superb, and superb again last night. And funny enough, he was playing for Calstock in Dutchie, whatever it is, on last week. So it's... It's, it's it's good. It's really promising. It makes me happy because it's what's worthwhile doing it, Dave. Yeah, and uh, the the feel I'm getting from Callington this season is that it, it's more of a local setup, and everyone's happy. Yeah, we're, we're, it, it is really local. I mean, out of the starting eleven, I think eight went to Callington School. The three that didn't, two went to Solitask, one went to Tavistock, which are the neighbouring towns. And on the bench, four of the five also went to Callington School, Dave. I can't. Can't really get much more local than that, so it's uh, it's great. Okay. And yeah, I think part of the issue, issue we've we've had a lot of bookings, unfortunately, lately, Dave. But when things aren't going your way, they're all putting pressure on themselves. It's for me to take it off them because they want to do well for the club. They want the club to progress, and it's really nice to see. You're right. So you go from a a, a great six-one victory at Bodmin to an easy game at Wendron on Saturday. Yeah, lovely. Can't wait for it. Nice, nice hour and a half drive down. If 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 uh, the traffic's good, anyway. And uh, yeah, I guess a tough side. But like I said, we'll go out, we'll, we'll do what we do, we do what we're good at, we play our game and not worry about everyone else, Dave. It's the mad world of Cornish football, that deep, isn't it, really? <laughs> Those, like, I suppose that's why we love it, mate, isn't it? I suppose. But I've got to say, well done to Finn Skews, Diggs. Four goals in a Southwestern League match at 16 years old, mate. Mm. You know, I think, yeah, I mean, well, he's outdone me, mate. I think I might have been 18 before I did that, Deeks, I think. So, yeah, 16 years old, scoring four goals. So, nice to see um, sort of local young lads come through and do well, you know, for their local team, Deeks, isn't it? It's, it's good to see, mate, isn't it, really? Yeah. It uh, I think, um, as I said to Dean, I think that is something that's coming through, that there's a lot of happy people out there that Callington seem to have 
reverted back to having a a more local side. Yeah, it's good to see actually, Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've had a bit, a few years, haven't they, Deeks Callington, of a bit, you know, like, you know, sort of, I don't know, a bit of chopping and changing, Deeks, haven't they? But it looks like they've they've finally sort of found their, you know, found their man now, doesn't it? Really, mm. in Dino. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I think. I think uh, the supporters will put up with a couple of defeats if they know it's, uh, you know, it's yeah. a, a localish team, isn't it? And they're all trying their best, sort of thing. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see the bigger picture a bit more, I think, Deeks, don't you? When you've got a local team, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That's right. Who's who's top scorer for Callington this season so far? Oh crikey, mate. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll get that one, Deeks, if I stayed here all afternoon. Um, Finn Skews, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's equal, equal top scorer. Is he? Uh, yeah, there's three of them on four goals. Um, but is it the lad that was at Blazy Deeks? Um, is it Ke- yeah, Kevin? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Kevin Oh, Mc- Deeks, Mc- Kevin Mc- Mc- Oh, Mc- 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 he's on the tip on, Kevin, Kevin Mc- McCallion McCallion? McCallion, yeah Yeah, that's it, Deeks Yeah, he's, he's done alright, Deeks, hasn't he? He was at Blasey a little while, wasn't he, Deeks? Yes, he? yes, he was He yeah. missed that penalty, Deeks, well, didn't he? I've, in the last minute It's funny you should <laughs> think about that penalty I was just thinking the yeah. same That's got to go down as one <laughs> Sorry, Kev, but <laughs> yeah. it's got to go down as one of the worst penalties or one of the yeah. best one no I'll I'll switch it around one of the best penalty misses I've seen I think so. yeah it, didn't it, it a corner flag didn't it Dix? <laughs> someone said <laughs> right so Kevin yeah. McCallion's equal top scorer yeah. at the moment with four goals and the other one is uh, an ex Dominic striker is it me what um Kieran Prescott oh yeah. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. You're in Prescott, Sarah, mate, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he knows where the net is, Deeks, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, Kieran, mate. So yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot. About yeah. So that's that's Callington after their um their well surprise six one win midweek. They uh, they take on Wendron next on Saturday, and Wendron themselves had a a handy win on Wednesday three two at Newquay. Here's the Newquay manager, Sean Middleton. Well, at 3-0, I didn't think I'd be speaking to you, Sean Middleton, but um, it finished 3-2 and you must... I suppose you did it all too late, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. At 2-0, you kind of fancy us. I always do fancy us um, with the characters we've got on the team and the quality. Um, but 3 nils probably just a step too far, to be fair, at 2-0. Uh, we went for it, we went two up top and they started finding loads more space in midfield and it cost us that third goal but then you know it gained us two goals as well so I'm not one to sit back and uh, take defeat easily I want to chuck everything at it if I can go down swinging my team goes down swinging that's all I want from my lads so you're disappointed but pleased um, no I'm, I'm disappointed and I'm never pleased when we lose I'm not I'm not I'm not about losing Um but yeah, no, I'm proud of the boys, you know, how they reacted in that situation. We had the same situation on Saturday at Callington, you know, we're down, but we're never out, that's for sure. I will not have players that will walk around sulking. I will not have that. few out tonight, though, weren't they? Yeah, um, it's been a bit of a theme, actually, you know, on Saturday, I think I had eight or nine unselectable, and today we've had seven, eight unselectable, so... 
you know, we start getting players back now Saturday, so hopefully we can uh, kick on again and uh, start picking points up. I know you've got a couple out suspended, but where are the rest? Are they holidays or, or um, what? So we've probably got four injured, two suspended, and yeah, one or two away tonight. So yeah, it is what it is. You know, we've got a big squad, we've got a reserve team, we've got an under 18s team, and that's what that's what they're there for to use them. And I'm not scared to use the under 18s. There's two under 18s in there tonight, and if I need to use them again, or three or four of them, I'll use them. I won't hesitate in that. That's for sure. And obviously you've come back this season to be manager. How's it gone so far? How's it feel back at the club? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when I was asked to do the job, I was, you know, I was never, I was never looking for the job. It sort of come to me, and the club come to me. So, yeah, it's good to be back. You know, it's this is where I've played my football for most of my career, and where I've been coach or assistant and stuff. So it's sort of a natural thing. It's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's good to be back mate I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it I like the group of players we've got as well we've got some good lads we've got good characters and we've got a real good team atmosphere you know and it's you know we've got a lot a lot of local lads 80-90% so it all helps with the team atmosphere you can look at the gates the gates are up massively and the the the, uh, the support in the town's building we're getting the youth through and we're playing a lot of the under 18s and that, that's what that was my ambition my dream when I took the job we're a community club we're not a team and everyone, so many people have said to me tonight, look at the pitch, it's looking the best I've seen it for ages. Yeah, well, when I had a meeting with the club, I said the pitch has to be right, first and foremost. Everything around the club has to be right, the players have to be treated right, the food has to be right, and, you know, the club have been amazing. All the committee members, it's been one big team effort, and we even had the players up here pre-season, forking, doing every bits and pieces to the pitch to get it where, where they want to get it, you know? So, yeah, the club's in a really good place at the minute, but we, we need to kick on Saturday and pick them points up again. Yeah, who is it Saturday? Camelford at home so they come off a good win last night 2-1 at uh, Bude so yeah we're, we're looking forward to it uh, a couple more players back so it should be good enjoy it yeah can I just say a special mention to the ref as well I thought they had a decent game to today in the middle they were by far and away the, the best officials we've had this season so that, that was good and also to Wendron they're a good side they play football well I see as you know playing they knock the ball about nice and the movement's good so yeah fair play to them boys as well yeah, thanks to Sean there. Obviously losing 3-2 um, in the end at home to Wendron. Um, so that was uh, one manager's view on the game. Here's the other manager. We haven't spoken to him this season yet. So this was uh, first time. Um, Mike O'Neill and it's played 5-1-5. Yeah, but he's all right, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're smiling. Yeah, no, it was, um, uh, it was a good game tonight. The, the, I think um, on on the balance of play, I think it 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 swung in the right way. Um, but we were made to to work really hard for it. I think the um, uh, the 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 three goal lead was was, was obviously at that point. Um, uh, a part of the game where where I felt we were we were on top of it and we got the goal the, got, got the third goal, which was really important um, at, at that moment in time. And 
and and I thought it kind of sort of knocked, knocked the, the winds out the sails of of uh, of Nuki, but but they showed fantastic character in that um, in that last ten minute period, and 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 really really tested our our sort of metal um, to to hold out for a result. Um, uh, fantastic save by Ethan uh, at the end to take the ball over the bar as well. Um, but I felt that we 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 still posing that um, threat on the uh, on the attack. Um, and then, uh, and then the last couple of minutes managed the game well, um, and and saw out the result. So yeah, really, really pleased. It's funny though, isn't it? How a game can look so, so comfortable. I mean, you started, three, you went three and up. You started making a few changes, subs coming on. Then all of a sudden, you're under immense pressure. Yeah, yeah, we we were, um, and, and none of that is, was was directly attributable to any of the, the the substitutes. I know I know that's the the flow of the game can can change sometimes, but but no one really put, put a foot wrong. It was it's the the momentum of the game shifts at, at times, and and sometimes when the momentum's with you. You, you you score and sometimes you don't and and luckily for well for for both sides tonight we 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 both scored when the momentum was with with our with our own teams and um and that just that just means you've got to dig in and find a a, a different side to the team uh, a different part of the character of the team and 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 I'm I'm really happy with tonight the 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 lads have done fantastic and um and we've had to the, the irony is we've had to come from behind in pretty much every game so far. Um, to, to get a result and tonight was the opposite way around and we've had to, to hang on for the win uh, ultimately at the end um, but, but Nuki played really well I thought it, it, they're, um, uh, they've obviously got uh, a bit of a reputation for their the specialty on set pieces and, and, and that is how they got their goals tonight but, but I was really impressed how much football um, they, they were playing as well and, and, and we had to work really hard to close down the spaces and and um, uh, and and win the ball back at, in in key parts of the pitch, um, which I think largely on the whole I think we did. Um, we we could have used the ball a little bit better once we once we Go won the <laughs> once we um, once we won the ball back. But um, but on the whole I thought our our footballing performance was was sound. I think we played better this season um, with in possession, uh, but. Uh, you've got to come to to all the different grounds around the county and 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 dig in to to get the results and that's and that's what we've done tonight. Albeit I would have not liked it to have been from a from a three 0 position, but um, but it's the way it goes. It's three, it's three points and and that's the main thing. Yeah. That interruption was Scott Palmer. What was the score when he came on? <laughs> I don't know. He'll have to tell you. <laughs> uh, no, he, uh, Scott's obviously um, uh, played a huge part of, of last season, and he's been really unfortunate coming back this year. Um, picked up a, uh, an Achilles injury in February, I think it was away at Penzance. Um, uh, he partially ruptured it, and, and it's taken a bit, uh, a bit of time to come back from that. He got back to pre-season, and he was struck down with a, with a quite a bad virus, which has is, is put him out for um, pretty much the last four or five weeks. So, to have him back um, both last week, uh, last game, and, and tonight, he's a he's a massive character that that brings the lads together um, just when they need it. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's um, the, the 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 squad still needs to have a few people return. Um, introduction of Fred Williams tonight. He, he's, he's obviously not played for a couple of months since he left Helston, um, but providing additional support for our for our forward options. And, and, and you saw tonight how important our our front three are in in, in Charlie's hold up play. Ryan's um, uh, uh, assists and goals he's, he's getting now, and then and Josh Wood the threat he poses as well. So 
um, to, to have Fred in amongst that mix whilst um, TJ Walt has gone away with, with work for, for the next few months um, it's really important we've got we've got different types of players just not just the numbers we've got different types of players for to see out parts of the game and um, so I'm, I'm I'm delighted that the squad's starting to to look a bit more like what I want it to because um, we've got we've got a, a bit of a run now um, that was the second of, of seven games in in 19 days um, so we're we're Saturday Wednesday now until pretty much uh, pretty much the beginning of October um, including the Vars and and more league games as well so there's um there's there's huge demand for, for to keep the the squad fresh and, and everybody playing because they're all going to be needed at, at, at some point um or, or another and um uh, and tonight just just goes to show how important it is to have a, that that strength in squad and before you tell me about the goals because they all three were special I think um, Russell May is another injury that's not um, well we haven't seen him this season have we? No not seen him at all he, so he, he picked up an injury against Tavistock in our first pre-season friendly um, uh, a really bad sprain on his ankle um, doing what he always does in blocking a, t- in blocking a shot so um, yeah he's, he's, it's, it's taking a little bit longer to recover than we, than we think but, um, but he's here every week supporting the lads so, so the the, the, the squad team spirit thing uh, about him is still is still with us all um uh, each game so it's it's obviously disappointing that he's not he's not playing but it's just one of those things isn't it the, the irony is that um last season we got through pretty much the whole year with two center backs um and I've got four now and uh, and in fact last last week we didn't have any available so we played on we played on Saturday with with, with no no recognized center back um, but that just again just shows the, the sort of ability and the character of the other lads um, that have adjusted and, and, and put themselves into um, into contention for, for any real starting spot um, and that's how we've got to keep it just got to keep that, that, that sort of um, the competition for places uh, each week um, and, so, and as long as we're, we're still showing that character I think we'll, we'll win far more games than we lose um, and tonight was a, um, uh, showed the other side I think of our game which is, um, which is as important now, you'll continue to win if you score the goals like you did tonight. All three of them are great goals, I thought. First one, that ball from Sam Young. Yeah, he's got it in his locker, hasn't he? He's got it in his locker. Um, uh, that'll obviously be his his, uh, uh, his highlight of tonight. That's a fantastic ball and, and a great finish by Reavy as well. Not too dissimilar to one he got down at St. Dennis. Hey, oh, Rafa. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um, Sorry, <laughs> uh, Rapper gets on the podcast. He's not even talking to us. He, he shouted and he was waving. So, um, uh, yeah, fantastic ball. But but Sam offers a, a huge more um, uh, to his game than 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 just sort of uh, assists. He's waiting for a, a couple of goals as well this season. But um, he's uh, he's a bit of a linchpin in that um, uh, in that deeper role, and, and and he's really important in there. And, he, and and tonight did a lot of unnoticed work. Um, he had a he had a, a fantastic ninety minutes on Saturday in that in the heat. So after after part of the way through to the game today, um, uh, the opportunity to, or as I thought at the time, to, to maybe um, get a little bit of energy back in his legs um, uh, and swap him over was um, was point. And, and Jack Stocker coming back from a week away, missed last game, uh, straight back in. So it's a it's a real strong strong um, uh, substitution at that point as well. And um, yeah, it was a it was a good pass. I'm not gonna, not going to lie, I'm not going to tell him though. <laughs> Right, uh, let's hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, second goal, uh, Rhys Carroll, a break down the right by Reevy. And a, well, I don't know that he knew Rhys was there, but it's a great cross and a great finish. 
Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, and and again, Reeves, one of those guys. He he came to us with the, with the reputation as a centre forward, scoring goals, and 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 he's um, but he's he's a lot more than that. And and tonight he's he's waiting with another assist. He's he's on seven goals now this season in, in five games. Um, so he's uh, uh he's on form at the moment. Um. Uh, yeah, if he didn't know about Reese going to the far post, there was, there was about 19 people on the side screaming that Reese was there, and he's and he's just found the perfect pass um, across and, and and took a took a whack for his um whack for his efforts after he crossed the ball as well. Um, but no, he's he's been fantastic at the beginning of the season, and and, and hopefully that will continue as well. Now the third one, well, uh, Charlie Young put it in, but it was a well, it was a brilliantly worked goal, wasn't it? Uh, do you know what? I can't, I can't it, it was tippy tappy football. Well, well worked build up play I think is what you're trying to say there <laughs> um, yeah to be, to be honest I can't actually remember the build up we'll, we'll hopefully see it back And um, uh, but yeah Charlie he, he's his, his instinct inside the in, in the box is as good as anyone in this league, and um, when it does drop to him nine times out of ten, it's a goal. Um, and he and he was desperate after uh, after the sticker game to to get his name back on the score sheet. And as long as he's on the pitch, he's always a threat. Um, and and again at that, that at that point in the game, Ethan had just made the save at the other end at two 0 and we've literally gone on the other end and tippy tappy football, yeah. tippy tappy football um, into the uh, into the. the the, the final third and then and then got the goal, um, which was uh, which was turned out to be crucial for us as well. Yeah, crucial. Um, Nuki did well. Two goals to, coming back to, to make a real game of it. Then um, you disapp- Well, you've got to be disappointed. You conceded two goals, but um, what what could you have done about it to avoided it? Um, but yeah, really disappointed to concede two goals, um, but. Uh, in 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 the way that we did, that's that's the frustrating thing. Um, everyone's going to concede at some point, right? but the the manner of them is 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 what fr- frustrates me a little bit. But we just got to learn from that and and, and make sure that um, we're we're set on set pieces um, and that we're, we're we're putting sort of bodies on the line and being really aggressive um, in 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 both boxes. Um, uh, and as soon as we, as soon as that that little bit of the game uh, starts to click, and, it, and it's nearly there, it's very nearly there. There's a luck of the bounce on one. I, I think I didn't quite see it, um, but uh, uh, yeah, we just we, we've we've got to uh, we've we've got to be aggressive. That's the that's the main thing. We've got to be really aggressive and in in the in the right way, um, attacking the ball in 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 that sense. Um, but again. The I could have done without the the sort of um, additional however many minutes it was in the end, but um, but we've we've held firm. Um, we still we were still threatening every time we went forward after that, and then I, I think the last few minutes was was old school sort of game management. Get people in the corner, get your throw-ins, get all that sort of stuff, and and um, unfortunately we've not been in a position to to have to um, show that side for a while. So. Yeah, different different type for us, but but full full credit to Nuki. I, I I thought they were excellent tonight, really doing with and and sometimes as the games go on, the uh, the spaces start to open up and and you can get your you get better quality chances. But um, but tonight wasn't the case, and and they and they continued to probe and 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 fully deserved when the momentum shifted back in their way to to get themselves back in the game and 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 make us really work for the three points. Carlington on Saturday home. Yeah, home's kind of Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that will um, that'll be a good game. They're obviously a bit of a new look side from from last year. Um, I think we caught them uh, in a bit of transition last year. I think it was Sean's 
first game back after after nine away and um, so he was trying to get his his, his sort of um, stamp back on the team and, and I think we just caught them on a, on a bit of an off day so I'm fully expecting um, uh, Dean when he brings his side down on, on, on Saturday to be a, a different type of proposition and, and, and one that we maybe haven't a um, uh, bit of an unknown um, uh, effectively they're, they're still way too early in the season I think to, to read anything into um, uh, league positions or, or previous results because the squads are still settling and, and as I said people coming back from an injury and, and getting the getting the shapes to look like like what they um what they will do later on in the season so it's going to be an interesting game um but I but I know for a fact that um if the lads take the same attitude into into Saturday as they have done in 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 all the games this season um and that we can uh, and we'll, we'll 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 have to rotate a few players um with the with the number of games we've 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 got coming up it's going to be um. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity for us to, to go out and show everyone who, who, who turns up to watch um, uh, what a good footballing side we can be, um, and that's the that's the aim and objective all the time is to be is to is to I don't want to lose the tag of the the, the nice friendly club with the with the with the nice pitch and the and and the facilities and everything and 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 I want I want people to be firmly focused on what Wendron do on the pitch um, and and on the whole I think we're doing that at the moment. That will be that will be my enduring um, message to the lads: is get people talking about what you what you're doing on the pitch, and not um, not all the all the faff that surrounds it. Right, I've I've made you miss the the disco that's going on in your change room. But one final question: someone said to me tonight, Wendron, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. How can they get five teams? It must be a great club. It, it it is yeah literally after the last the answer to the last question it, it is a fantastic club it's it's uh, I, I joined it when I was four or five um, moving down from Plymouth and it was a um, and they've given me everything in uh, to. Uh, Oh, light's gone out. <laughs> um, yeah, they've given me everything in, in, my, in my footballing career, and, and, and now it's my my chance to uh, to give some of that back. And everybody who's turning out for the for the seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, ladies, veterans, and cricket team we put out last weekend. Um, so it's best part of sort of 200, uh, 200 players and uh, uh, who actively play in sport at the club, um, and five of those teams were playing concurrently last Saturday, which is an incredible achievement. Um, it, it's just testament to the to the sort of um, uh, the, the sort of environment that that Pete and the and the committee and, and Emma behind the behind the bar and as, as the stewardess have built over time. Um, and it hasn't cut. It isn't overnight. This is this is this is sort of years and years been happening. Um, it's just it just happens so now that um, it's it's getting a little bit more attention. Um, but yeah, five five teams is an incredible achievement. And and in fact, actually, two of the players played for the fourth team I think it was fourth or fifth um, they started they were outfield they were fielding for the for the cricket team they went and played 90 minutes and they ran back out and did the no. yeah, they, yeah they had to drop down so, so maybe so maybe five five teams and nine elevenths of a cricket team but um, but yeah br- a brilliant team and, and like I say testament to, to everyone behind the scenes your Cornish yeah thanks to Mike there thanks to Sean as well never quite is easy coming on when you've uh, lost a game, but um, he took it um, all okay in the end and narrow defeat. Yeah. I suppose what a lot of people would say. I, I, I did think, I did think Newkey might have just squeezed another goal. It was looking that way for a yeah. moment, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was. The, I did say that to Mitzi, mate. I caught him for a couple of minutes quickly after, mate. I think when you was doing the interview to Mike, mate, I'd, I had a quick word with Mitzi on the side there, mate. And and I said, you know, like hell of a comeback, mate. Another five minutes like Deeks and could have got a point out of that, Nuki. Couldn't they have, after really, you know, like Wendron looking sort of comfortable, mate, wasn't it? You know, for 70 minutes, really, wasn't it, Deeks? Really looked all over and then... Yeah, really good last 20 minutes and sort of injury time from Nuki Diggs, wasn't it? But, you know, I think from Mitzi's point of view, mate, plenty of character, you know, from his from his lads, mate, to give it a go. And, you know, he was like that as a player himself, really, mate. You know, he was a he was a winner on the pitch. And, you know, they give it a real go there at the end when it looked all over Diggs. Plenty of potential there, I think, mate. You know, there's a few missing, I know. But, you know, Mitzi's, you know, he's a local lad, mate, you know, didn't make any excuses, did he, mate? You know, about all the players out. I mean, mm. local lad with the club at art. So I think, as you said as well, Deeks, I mean, the pitch was looking the best I've seen it for quite a few seasons, Deeks, wasn't it? The mm. surface. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, I think that's the best I've seen Mount Boys looking for, for a good, good five, six years, mate. So, you know, usually go up there a few times a season and it looking lovely. So, yeah, I think the Peppermint Steaks can look forward to a pretty good season ahead there, Deeks, don't you, mate? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few players there that we haven't seen before and they did all right. And uh, yeah. a few names that yeah. weren't available for various reasons to come back. So, uh, um, yeah, I think the future's bright, Deeks, don't you? Yeah. Hundred and, a, and a, an attendance of 169, so um, can't complain about that too much. No, no, that's that's decent as well. Decent. They had 200 plus, didn't they, um, a couple of weeks ago for a game. So nice to see the Nuki people coming out, mate, to to watch the football. And and, and from Wendron's point of view, Deeks, for Mike, you know, great start, Deeks, isn't it? Five straight wins. You know, they're pro- proper team, Deeks, aren't they? You know, what... What Mike's built at Wendron is superb, really, mate, isn't it? You know, I, I, I think they'll be competing on all fronts again, for sure, Diggs, don't you? It's a, it's a great squad, mate. I think, like Mike said, mate, yeah, like, you know, Billy Stone, you know, right back, you know, just just slots in perfectly. Billy, mate, doesn't he? You know, I've known Billy since he's about 10. He's, he's a sort of forward-thinking type of player, but I thought he'd done brilliant last night in that, right, you know, a couple of good blocks there, mate, at 1-0. There was one um, very good tackle there that um, yeah. I, I think really Nuki should have scored. Was it just before half-time? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, that's one one of the ones I'm thinking of, yeah. was it? Um uh, was it was it Tom Shepherd mate cut in and had a sort of shot and I think it might have been going bottom corner mate and and like Billy put an hell of a block on it Diggs didn't mm. he you know proper looked like a proper defender mate you know but but yeah I mean he just fits in perfectly mate two young lads in midfield Diggs Sam Young you already mentioned you and Mike what a what a ball that was for yeah. for Evie's first goal mate and yeah. And Popsy, you know, Popsy Junior, mate, in, in the middle there, mate, you know, captain of the team at a young age, mate, wasn't he last night? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it sh- shows that, tells you all you need to know about him. And and obviously the front three, mate, so lively, Deeks, you know, obviously I know Reevy and Youngie really well and I, I know how good they are, how good they can be. But I've got to admit, mate, I was so impressed last night, mate, with Josh, Josh Wood, mate. Um, you know, I know you're a big fan of him, Deeks, and, 
I mean, he's rapid, Diggs, ain't he? Rapid. <laughs> yeah. He, he runs rapid. like quicker with the ball than some, like the couple of times last night, he's a defender trying to get back and he was running quicker with the ball than the <laughs> defender was running like without the ball, yeah. mate, wasn't he? he yeah, he's just like rapid. So that I mean, I've got to be honest. I like to see him and Reevy have a sixty-meter sprint team. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. it'd be an interesting little outcome that yeah. one, mate, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's so, true. Perhaps, yeah. Mike, perhaps Mike could organise that, a, a friendly, a, a training mate or whatever. But but um, but now, nah, well done to Mike though, Diggs. You know, good three points at Newcastle. I don't, I don't think many teams will go to Mount Wise and win Diggs, will they? This season, I don't think. No, so. no, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a good uh, good win that was, mate. Everyone loves Wendron Diggs, don't they? Everyone loves Wendron. <laughs> right. Yeah. Apart from Great apart from Callington, who play them on Saturday. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the other midweek game. Well, in fact, Wednesday had, had some great games by the sounds of it. Uh, okay, Sticker and Truro mm-hmm. Drew. That might have been not the best of the four that were played that evening. But the other one, uh, Weybridge against St Austell, As we said, um, yeah. you know, it sounded as if St Austell were going down, didn't it? But um, yeah, as as Phil said, yeah. a game of two halves. Yeah, definitely, mate. Sounded a good one. Like Phil said, mate, looked like looked like Weybridge nearly sort of got a point at the end. Mm. Yeah, a bit like the Nuki game, thinks, wasn't it? You know, like sounded another cracker, mate. Good crowd as well, thinks, wasn't it? Mm. Two two hundred forty odd was two, it? Two four one, did Phil say? Yeah. Yeah, excellent, mate. Good to see, isn't it, mate? On a on a Wednesday night, mate. Good yeah. to see, but. You know, what was that? Two forty and and one so well, you know, over four hundred digs at the two games, mate. So, yeah. you know, at Newquay and Weybridge, over four hundred at the two games. So that's good to see for Cornish football digs. But but I reckon Rower probably be spitting chips, mate, wouldn't he? <laughs> this spitting you know, chips, right? Yeah. Remember, he said on his uh, interview a couple of weeks ago, he goes to bed, doesn't he, mate? Thinking Ooh, about it and yeah. still thinking about it next morning. I, you know. You know, two nil up, mate. He must have, you know, he must have been thinking it was three points in the but You know, what a win that would have been for Weybridge as well, Dicks, wouldn't it? You know, looking at the league table and all. But credit to Sunostal, though, mate. You know, to come back from two nil down at a place like Weybridge, mate. You know, it's, you've got to have something about you to do that. I think, Dicks, something so shows they're going to be right in the mix, mate. Doesn't it? I think all season. Yeah, I think so. Uh... Well, the top five as uh, let's go, actually let's go with the top uh, six at the moment. St. Austell top twenty seven points from ten games. They've played more games than anyone else. Liscard second eighteen points. Newquay third seventeen. Then uh, two teams on sixteen. Weybridge and Holsworthy, and then Wendron uh, on fifteen. But Wendron um, along with Liscard, no surprise there. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're the only two. 100% teams left, isn't it? That's it, Diggs, yeah, yeah. That's it, mate, 100%. Well, the, the only two unbeaten teams now, Diggs, as well, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's right. Alone, 100%, both yeah. unbeaten, Everyone both else 100%, is, uh... yeah. So, yeah. looking at Saturday's fixtures, um, well, looking at the fixtures to come before we talk again, um, well, I think the one game that does stand out for me, but it's not this Saturday, it's on Wednesday, isn't it? St. Austell play Wendron. Yeah. I know, I knew what you were going to say, Dick. I mean, that, that evening, Dick, so they scored her at sticker as well. So you've got three out of the top four playing that night, Dick, haven't you? Mm, 
That's right. Really, well, not not in the league. I mean, obviously, Wendron, uh, they're sick, mate. But we know we know what we mean, Deeks, don't we? Three out of what we, what we think is going to be the, you know, the top three teams out the, at the end of the season, probably, Deeks. You know, yeah. they're all, all in action, aren't they? So, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's, that's, yeah, it's a cracker digs, isn't it? It's an Ulster Wendron. Yeah. Before that, though, Lisk, uh, on um, Saturday, the, the games for Saturday, I have to say that, well, I'm just quickly looking through them, that I suppose the one game that possibly would stand out for me, doubles against Weybridge, yeah. Same here, digs, yeah. Yeah, same here, mate, I think so. Yeah, Never, that's the game, isn't it, Deeks? Yeah. Never quite sure what doubles are going to do, so um, that could, no. could be an interesting one. See what the result of that one is on Saturday, come five o'clock. So, uh, um, yes, yeah, an Austin away to Lanson, so um, that could be a tricky one for the Clarets, mm. one would uh, assume. Yeah. Then, yeah. as we said, Newquay home to Camelford. No, Camelford, you know, they've hit a little bit of form yeah. at, at the right wins. time. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So the other games, uh, just to list them, mention them, and they're all three o'clock kickoffs. Bodmin take on Truro City, Buda at home to Mullion, um, Penzance are hosting Sticker, so Dennis play Holsworthy, and uh, I think we mentioned all of them then, didn't we? So um, yeah, Wendra Carrington, yeah, yeah, mate, might be right. These maybe the, the top boys won't have it all their own way. They all got a little banana skin, mate, haven't they? <laughs> Saturday, really. <laughs> a banana <laughs> yeah. skin, right? And yeah, thanks for the interviews from Dean, Sean, and Mike, and obviously Phil as usual. If you want to hear more about Cornish football, you've come to the right place. Now we've got a debutante coming on. Um, now, Rappo, every week we like to get yeah. someone new on if we can. Um, before we move on to the Superior League run through, uh, women's football, it's, um, well, it is pretty much back full steam ahead now, isn't it? And uh, we spoke to, well, a national award winner, didn't we? Yeah. Is that all you got to say? Yeah. yeah I thought you was going to give Jazz the big build up, Dick. Sorry, mate. National award winner, you know. Boom! <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> I'm doing a drum roll here, Dick. Ah, oh, right. No, no. I wonder. No, what sorry, that was. mate. No, no, no. no from... you, you carry on. You're doing a very good job. That this could well be the last time she ever comes on the podcast because of your your leading. But anyway, it's uh, it's. Uh... Sorry, mate. I didn't want to interrupt me again, Dick. I just didn't want to interrupt you again. Sorry, mate. No, no, no. You you carry on. So it's Jazz Butcher. Anyway, she's uh, one of our guests this week. Uh, she's won a National Coach of the Year award, and uh, yeah. well, here's here's where we find out more about it. So welcome to the podcast, Jazz, and and tell us more, please. So back in June, I got a, just an email from the FA just saying that I've been nominated for a National Coach of the Year award um, and that I'd hear back if I um, had won anything. So obviously that was all up in the air. Did, personally, really didn't think I'd win it at all. I was really, really shocked. And then back 
at, at the end of June, I then got a phone call from the FA just to say, oh, just to let you know, you've won Coach of the Year, Female Pathway, and you'll be presented at it at Wembley Stadium. And that was really it. Really. <laughs> I bet you thought yeah. it was someone having a laugh, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I had to get him to repeat it twice because I was like, are you joking me? You actually talked him to the right person. <laughs> so when did you hear more then? So then sort of actually mid-July really when we got the um we got a hack through that had the FA on it and our VIP lanyards and our kind of the day schedule as well as match tickets but then again we really didn't know much we just knew that we were eating at this time and the awards started at this time and the game started at this time <laughs> so until I arrived on the Saturday morning we yeah we didn't really know much it was all really yeah just so, so surreal and really shocked when you got there and like seeing who was in the room who was sat next to what your day included like it, yeah it was crazy so this was at Wembley uh on the day of the community shield game wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, and so who did you meet so I met Gareth Southgate um Sue Smith John Barnes uh who else do I who else do I meet Rachel Yankee uh, Seema, one of the, the presenter. Ah, oh, loads, loads of different people. So you were mixing with the stars of football. Yeah, definitely. And even for our free course meal, we were so lucky that we got Gareth Southgate and then um, his assistant manager and their bosses to sit on our table <laughs> when we had our free course meal. So very lucky. Did you have a go at him about picking the right players or not? So they were actually spotting on that day for the England team and they said it was spotting. And he did turn around and say that there was five in one and four in the other. So he gave us a little bit of a clue. <laughs> but he didn't he he really wasn't telling much on right. that day. Okay. So by all by all accounts that was well, sounds like a great day and uh, but what um how did you achieve this award? I mean what, what's so special about you? So I wow I didn't really think anything about getting into coaching football. I play from I play and I've played since I was about eleven or twelve. Um, but when I turned sixteen, they did uh, St Agnes do these holiday camps where you get about sixty children who just do multi sports really, and I just took a group from there. And then suddenly, um, the Mandy. Uh, Mandy, the chairman of St Agnes, came and was like, oh, fancy just helping out a little bit whilst we've got coaches poorly on holiday. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Don't, that doesn't bother me. So I started taking this under nines group. And then next thing I knew, I was in charge of them. <laughs> and now I've taken them right up to under 12. So the group started with about nine players. It's now got about 36 players signed on. Blimey. So two teams. And yeah. So I take about... 36 players on Saturday mornings for training, as well as the second group I coach, it's my, my Wildcats, which are the, a little bit younger, I only just want to play with the ball, really. And then on Sunday, I take, I'll take i start with one team down at one end of Cornwall, the other team at the other end of Cornwall, and then I'll play my own. So a very, very football weekend it is. You're obviously football mad. How, how did yeah. it all start? How did, how did it begin Oh, wow. My mum always used to turn around and tell me I've got two left feet as well as my uncle. So <laughs> they were like, you can't play football. And I was like, look, I'll give it a go because all my friends played. 
And yeah, so I went to my first training session years and years ago, and then they had a futsal competition the next day, and I just played in it. I was just there, yeah, for fun. And then kind of just went in week in, like week in, week out kind of thing. And then I was like, oh, I quite enjoy it, and then registered. And then, yeah, I've gone all the way up the ranks, under 16s, 18s, 12s, and now women's football. So, yeah. Right. And and who are you playing for at the moment? Uh, Snagness Ladies. Right. And you obviously the season's only just started. Uh, how have you got on so far? Well, we've only had one match. We had one on Sunday because our first one was cancelled. Oh, right. But we won 2-0 last weekend and our friendly was 3-2, so it was very close. All right. So undefeated in the league? At the moment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and the coaching... Um, how did you really get stuck into that? Because obviously that's what this national award was for. You've obviously yeah. done so well, but uh, how how did that all begin? And, and, you know, how did you push it through? Well, when I was younger, I wanted to be a PE teacher. So I guess I probably did have a little bit of bossiness about me. <laughs> um, but it really was just Mandy saying, do you fancy stepping up and give, helping out a little bit? And I was just like, yeah, that's fine. Just, you know, making up a few. Because my training used to help me as well. When I, I don't know, I did a passing training, I'd be like, oh, I could use that for my group, but just alternate it a little bit, make it a little bit simpler. So I used to just basically really start that until they got to the age where they played on leagues. And we just looked at different formations um, we've got people from, we've had a coach from Leeds United come down just to do a little session, give us a hand, give us different advice. Um, the Cornwall FA, they've come around, they've given us like massive packs of stuff. But it really was just starting off with mo- coaching multi-sports really, and then stepping in besides a different coach, watching them, and then I just took it over from that really. Right. And uh, obviously you, by the sounds of it, you enjoy it. And what? What? Oh, I love that. What, do you mind me asking, what sort of age are you? I'm eighteen. Eighteen, right? So, yeah. so you've got years to go yet. Um, yeah. Which do you actually prefer, playing or coaching? Oh, see, I used to prefer coaching, but now the season's started, and we've got like a newer, newer women's team. Oh, do I have started enjoying playing again? <laughs> <laughs> right. What position do you play? Right back. Right back. All oh, right. Yeah. You, so you keep all the goals out then? Yeah, that is me. I'm just, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the shouter that gets all the players up the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> How is the ladies game at the moment? I mean, obviously with the Lionesses doing so well, we all get the feeling that it's on and up. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when since when they run, uh, won the Euros, I definitely noticed an influx of players within my under-12s. And I think now the ladies at the Lionesses have gone into, well, went into the World Cup. Mm. Um, Definitely there was quite a few older women that have come and stepped and played for ladies as well. So I think, yeah, definitely. Because obviously you've got a mixed range of Lioness um, players there. Like they're all different ages. So it does. Uh, interact with all like the different people around in the community but yeah 100% loads more people have joined in women's and girls football since they're um, playing yeah and what would you say to someone if you know my daughters are too old well I'd better not tell them that I suppose they're too old to be start, <laughs> start about thinking of playing now but what would you know how would you sort of get me bought into the fact that 
years ago, I should have perhaps directed them towards a, a bit of fun and, and playing football. Definitely relating to the Lionesses and their win and how far they've got, but also just to interact with different people. You meet different people, you have fun. It's definitely like one of the like stress relief stress reliever you go out you can just enjoy yourself forget about everything else yeah. um so I, yeah just yeah it's just good for you isn't it i think yeah now you obviously coach all different ages uh, which yeah. age do you enjoy the most my under 12s only purely because they've got their league set up they do have they have fixtures every weekend, whereas my Wildcats, there isn't really much around. Unless you play another Wildcats team, but I think the only difference is they range from they range from age five to age eleven. Like it's quite it's it's massive. Someone who's five compared to someone who's eleven. Yeah. But yeah. I can't imagine but, a bunch of five year olds running around. It must be chaos, surely. It is. They just want the ball and then you're like, You can't pick it up, you've got to keep <laughs> or like it's just at the moment we're really trying to work on the ball. It's not a magnet. You don't all have to be around <laughs> yeah. it. But I suppose at that age you just want the ball, don't you? Yeah. You don't care about anything else. <laughs> right. Okay. And obviously we we said about the the sort of national game is is doing well. Who's your tip? So what what league do you actually play in? You play in the Division One side at St Agnes, do you or what? One uh, one team of St Agnes is Division 1 and the other team of St Agnes is Division 2 and it just depends who's got a game and who's not really and who I play with. Ah, uh, right. And where do you fancy you're going to finish up this season? Well, hopefully near the, near the top. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed, anyway. Right. And where do you go from here with the coaching side of things? I mean, can you progress further and higher and, and that sort of thing? Possibly. I mean, I am off to uni next Monday. Oh, right. <laughs> but I'm going to Plymouth Uni and I'm going to commute from home so that I can purely just stay behind for my football and my coaching. Um, so, yeah, I will keep my foot in it for a minute and see what happens. And we've got a group chat from all the previous winners. So it's quite nice to see what they've been up to as well. And none of them have progressed just yet, but everyone is talking about it. Yeah, and and at such a young age, I mean, you, you've well, the the world is your oyster, as such, isn't it? Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Got plenty more time in my feet yet. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for telling us a bit about your award and uh, and uh, you know what you're doing in the, in the local game. It sounds as if it's certainly flourishing there. And St Agnes, well, they've had women's football out there for quite a while, haven't they? Yes, yeah, 25 years, actually, this year. Right. Um, but, yes, yeah, St Agnes is just fabulous. Like, the wide range of youth teams, adults teams, it's a massive club, massive, massive club. Um, and you think my team's only one, but actually I've got two teams. So, yeah, massive club and it's very, very inclusive. So, yeah. really enjoy playing there. And what we all have to remember is, obviously, your volunteer I mean, clubs always need more volunteers, don't they? How, how definitely? How can we rope people in? Do you think to help? Oh God, it is hard because I know volunteering, and it does take up a lot of time. But definitely, grassroots football wouldn't be grassroots football without your volunteers. Mm. Even if you think you're just checking the pitch in the morning, but also if you didn't have someone check the pitch, you'd all arrive. You wouldn't be able to play. So yeah, volunteers are always very helpful in grassroots. They do a lot. Right. Well, great stuff. Thanks for coming on, Jazz. Um, have you had your call from Gareth yet to discuss how England went on last night? 
no i haven't yet actually i was waiting <laughs> yeah it was really weird because i went and i said to my mum, i was like oh i don't want to go on my phone too much like take loads of photos we're sat next to gareth yeah. and he was sat there just on whatsapp i was like are you even paying attention but i was like yeah, you could have messaged me <laughs> right i'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he'll be in touch with you very soon so keep your Hopefully. phone on <laughs> okay thanks so much jazz all the thank best for the season me. and good thank luck you. with the uni as well thank you very much nice to meet you cheers bye thank you bye yeah dc the, the fa they they sound a bit blasé about their invites, mate, don't they? <laughs> Jazz didn't know what was going on, mate, did she? So, you know, they've been, you know, like pretty laid back about their uh, their sort of procedures, mate. When you've won a national award like that, mate, you, you, you expect a bit more organisation, Deeks, don't you? But, but, but lovely for Jazz, mate, isn't it? Dining with the England manager, Deeks, no less. Yeah. You know, and... And it uh, sounds like she totally deserves it, mate. You know, great, great commitment from her, mate. You know, with with her two or three teams, you know, she's involved with her at the weekend, you know, coaching and playing, mate. You know, it takes a bit of doing, mate, doesn't it, on your time? Like, and she sounds pretty busy with her coaching and all, mate. Only 18 years old as well, Dick. So fantastic, really, to see, isn't it, mate? And, you know, I've noticed already, Dick, in a couple of games, I've seen how much the ladies enjoy it and, and the social side of it, you know, looks brilliant, mate. You know, they, they just all seem to, I don't know, mate, no disrespect to the men's game. These, you know, we've been involved with it, but they just all seem to have like nicer and better attitudes, mate, than mm-hmm. most of us. <laughs> like most of the men, you know, it's, it's really refreshing to see it, is Deeks, you know, to watch, mate. And and certainly Jazz seems a lovely, bubbly girl, Deeks, doesn't she? So just what the kids need, you know, when, you, when you're young and you need a coach like that, mate, don't you? You know, like a nice, bubbly young young lady like that, Deeks, you know, well well done to Jazz on all her achievements so far, Deeks. Yeah, that's right. And, and thanks to Jazz for coming on the podcast, Tanias a bit more about her achievement and her award. Um, and, uh, well, there was FA Cup last Saturday in the women's game, um, or last Sunday, sorry, in the women's game down down here in the first round qualifying. And, uh, well, Sodash won on penalties at Bodmin. Um, Sticker had a convincing 7-0 win at uh, Code Rose. And Sodash Borough, um, they came through with 3-2 against West West X Park Rangers and uh, well the winners of those games they pick up uh, a nice little 1800 quid to um, put in their sure. bank account um, the draw for the second round qualifying and get this rapper if you win in, in the second qualifying round it's £3,000 for the winners so um, worth winning mate isn't it? that's right the, the games aren't until the 1st of October but um just to let everyone know who is involved in that second round qualifying. St. Austell go to Bishops Lydiard, Halston are home to Crediton, um, Plimpton uh, face Sordash Borough, so Sordash have to just go across the river there. Um, Bude are at Tynmouth, and there's two all Cornish affairs, Liscard take on Sordash, and Sticker against St. Agnes. So uh, a few games there to look forward to on the 1st of October. But in the meantime, good luck to everyone playing this Sunday. And Rappo, uh, I have to mention our um, interview last week, Lanner. They won their first... Um, yeah, saw that, Dix. Yeah, they yeah. Beat, beat Cunnington, beat Cunnington. 4-1. So, uh, well, done. well done. Well done to them. Yeah, yeah. 
congratulations to to Matt, mate, and everyone at the at the club for that. Deeks at Lana, isn't it? Their first proper game, mate. Yeah. Four one win. Great yeah. start for him, mate, wasn't it? What what about yeah. Eloise? Did she get a game last Sunday yeah. or not? Yeah, the truth one, Deeks. Yeah, they beat Ludgeven two 0 mate. Nil nil at halftime. Quite quite a tight game, really, but two good goals in the second half. We didn't have a lot of luck last weekend. She, um, she, well, she overdoes it really deep. She did a four mile park run Saturday morning <laughs> and then stepped on a weaver, of, weaver of fish Saturday afternoon, Ooh, mate. They could, so, they, yeah. That could be painful, oh, can't it? She said she never felt nothing like it. Deep. She said it was like someone's just put a big needle right mm. through her foot. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to do the old hot water thing and all, mate. Um, for a while so so she didn't have the greatest Saturday mate and then Sunday mate in the warm up she, she well smashing a couple of shots at Goldie's done her groin in mate oh so in the warm up yeah so bless her so um but no, you know, no sympathy from her old man. Deeks, I said, rub some deep heat on it and all that, mate, and, <laughs> and get on with it, bless her. But you could see she was like, she she wasn't moving right, Deeks. But um, yeah, she she come on for the last sort of twenty twenty five minutes, I think, Deeks, something like that. So no, was yeah, that so wise? Was that wise if she'd done a groin in? Probably. Nah, probably not really. I feel I feel like a bit of a bully now, really, mate. <laughs> I feel bit because. <laughs> Yeah, but she. Uh, I told her like um, she sent us a. She sent me and Rachel a photo, mate, of her um, putting ice on it. Like, I, th- I think she might have gone training last night, Dick. So she sent up um, when we got back from the football at Nuki, Dick. She she did send us a photo of. Uh, of she got a big bag of peas on her groin and all, mate. <laughs> icing it up so she is doing it properly Deeks but yeah she hasn't had uh, a lot of luck really oh she has better luck with injuries than her old man did in her mm. career mate but um, but yeah but yeah yeah it's good Deeks isn't it some good results in the ladies uh, last Saturday uh, Sunday Deeks yeah 118 Deeks I've got to mention mate I spoke to Dan quickly after mate and uh, he, he said there was 118 there watching Retrieve Fee Ludgeon last Sunday, Diggs. Yeah. Hell of an attendance, mate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. 119, yeah. It looked pretty sort of busy, mate. You know, all, all down one side was absolutely packed and behind the goal. I mean, that, that's the thing about ladies' football, Diggs. They seem to make a real good day of it, mate. You know, you know, like a family day of it. It's, it's really nice to see it, Diggs. Uh, I've really enjoyed a, a couple of games so far, mate. But, but that's you know, that's... Probably a better crowd than you're getting. I think Phil mentioned Deeks, didn't he? And it's a bit like the average crowds in the mm. Southwest Peninsula League are just over 100, mate, aren't they? That's this right. season. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair play to women's football, Deeks. You know, getting crowds like that, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Well done to everyone Brilliant. involved. Definitely, mate. From the National League South through to the St. Piran League, this is the place to be. Right. St. Piran League. What can you tell us? Yeah, Deeks. I think it's all. Well, it's all in full flow, I think, Dick. No, mate, it's uh, sort of all the divisions, mate, are, you know, starting to get a few games. I'll, I'll start for a change, Dick. I'll start off in the West for a change, Dick. So I always, mm. I always go to the East, don't I? So I go down the bottom of the county. Sorry, Dick, I'll just get a... I think I've got one of Polly's airs in me, mate. Oh, goodness I was, me. I was kissing her head. Or, I was kissing her head, mate. Just now, mate, when she was trying to climb on me uh, book here, mate, so to get rid of her, but... Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, I think that well, the 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 Premier 
uh, the Premier Division West. He's already got a familiar look about it, mate, at the top. With St. Day and a Luggan. Well, I'll do Saturday first a minute, Dick's got because I know you took in a game, mate, didn't you? So but um but the, the top the top of the table, mate, St. Day and a Luggan, probably the, the big two favourites, mate. They're both on thirteen points from a possible fifteen. Uh the Saints had an emphatic five one home win over Perham Well, which sees them top of the table on goal difference. Well, only a goal better off, Dick's than a Luggan. Um who they they squeezed home a Logan actually Dix. They had a they had a tricky one nil win at New Boys Pending Rovers Dix. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, um Anton Oliver there with a the winner there, mate. Um but Dix, but uh, and a game you were at, I think, mate. Um the the two favourites of the league, mate, were actually um well what, what can I say, mate? I was gonna say um I was gonna try and come up with one of my fancy words again, mate, but um I can't think of anything, but but Mosel Development Dicks, they they've actually jumped to the top of the table, mate, and they after their their midweek two one win at Helston Development One, I think Dicks, wasn't it? Yeah. Or Helston Reserves in Old Money Dicks, wasn't it? <laughs> clash yeah. of the development. Yeah, and the clash yes. of the development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were there, Dick, weren't you, for that one? Yeah, I was there. I took Ian Helston, uh, uh Tuesday night. Um, Helston probably could have gone in half-time a little bit more than just the one goal up. And I, Although, I, having said that, I did think the way they were defending and Mausel didn't really penetrate too much. I, I thought it, it might well have ended up 1-0, but then, then um, yeah. the goal from Matt Stevens equalised. And uh, Lewis Preston got the winner. Um, uh, Helston were a bit unlucky with their goalkeeping situation. The, the um, first keeper got injured. The second one, his replacement was injured, I think, whilst he was playing. So, uh, yeah, so uh, not so good for them on the night. But um, lots of young players have to say, well, yeah. it'd be interesting to know who the old... Well, actually, I do know who probably the oldest player was. Billy Curtis was playing... Um, but apart oh, yeah, apart yeah. from that, I can't think of many uh, many that weren't you know sort of early twenties uh, at at most. So um, good you know good to see so many young players. Yeah, yeah, definitely good to see Deeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, looks pretty good at the top there, though Deeks. But those three looks like they're going to be a you know, eventful league again, mate, doesn't it? With a lug and St. Day and a Mosel again, Diggs at the top there. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wouldn't like to yeah. say, how many teams? 15 no. teams in the division. So, um, and they're on about five or six games at the moment, aren't they? So, a uh, long way to go yet. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Then you've also got, you know, the likes of Falmouth Reserves, perhaps um, they yeah. wanna, they'd want to get a, bit of a say in how things pan out, won't they? So um, I think it could be an interesting season in the yeah. West. Yeah, definitely. Some good sides in there, mate, isn't there, this season? Yeah. Yeah, no, well, Yeah. look forward to see how that pans out, mate. Um, 
Division one digs are well, a little bit different, mate. True, they're, they're flying digs. They continue to be 100%, mate, at the top with a with a 2-0 win at Wendron Thirds, mate. Marcus Grasso with both goals there, digs for True. Uh, three players scored twice in Sonoy's 6-1 own win over St. Day Reserves, digs. Uh, Max Climo, Tom Morris and sub Charlie Thornton, mate. Um, and that was all despite having Kieran Eastwood sent off by the ref as well, Diggs and I. So hmm. good win, mate. The, the, the punk didn't make his day, Diggs. Kieran Eastwood, mate. The, <laughs> mate, my day. Sorry, mate. I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna... I won't call him the ref the punk or anything, mate. That's... But, uh... <laughs> I have to apologise. That did go over my head somewhat. So, yeah, so, sorry, you, it could, yeah, you could tell yeah, by the silence at the other end of the phone, yeah, couldn't I you? Could, oh, Eric, <laughs> so I, think so. I am a big Clint Eastwood fan, mate. But you laughs and admire mule. <laughs> You see that one, Deeks? <laughs> I think that was fiscal for dollars. That one, yeah, I love that one, mate. Crikey, no, you are talking a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm not sure I was born even, Deeks, when that one came out, mate. <laughs> but, um, some but, of, yeah, the, mate, some of those spaghetti westerns weren't very good, though, yeah. were they, really? Like, no, mate, when you look back on them, they, yeah. they, to be honest, they say rubbish, mate, and they really... <laughs> well, I wouldn't, be quite so, I wouldn't be quite so uh, <laughs> so forthright yeah. in saying that, but, yeah, they, they, they lack something when you see them now, I must admit. Yeah, but yeah, the, the acting leaves a bit to be desired, Deeks, doesn't it, mm. really? But, uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant, mate. But um, a Division 2, Deeks, I mean, the two favourites in that, both from, from a Luggan, really, Deeks, aren't they? Luggan Reserves and New In Titans. I think, you know, the winner will probably come one of those two, unless there's a shock, mate, local rivals. They're both pulling away at the top, mate. New In Titans with a solid 3 0. Derby-ish win, mate, at St. Day Reserves, Deeks, and, and a Luggan scoring, well, they scored double figures, mate, at Oxland Park, Deeks, they, with a 10-0 victory over Frogpool. Mm. Um, Tom, yeah, yeah, 10-0, mate. Top, Tom Butt, top scoring with uh, with four of those goals, Deeks. Good to see Chasewater, Deeks, actually, mate. I don't know if you noticed, almost folded, didn't they, mm. last week, Deeks? Um, they won 3-1 at St. Berrien, mate. That was nice to see, Dix. Yeah, I mean, a week's a long time in football, as they say, mate, don't they? <laughs> so, you know, almost folded and a week later, they've, they've gone away and won 3-1. So I thought that was nice to see. Well done, Chase Water. Uh, Division three, well, the two here, Dix, Probus and Dropship, mate, they, they go storming on at the top, mate, with a, with a well, with a second place droppers, mate. Or shippers, mate. They um they thumped Lizard Orgol ten one, mate. At home, drop ship, mate. Yeah, Tyler Prescott and Brody Kemp, both with hat tricks, mate. In that one, um, Probus were made to work a, a little bit harder, mate, for their three home points. Just about edging out St Ives Mariners two one Deeks. Uh, player and manager Justin Trebilcock. And Sam Bullen's eleventh goal of the season, mate, keeping them in in top spot, mate. Mm. They're at Probus, mate. Um, the in Division Four, mate. Um, St Just Reserves and Penryn Reserves, mate, both continued their hundred percent records at the top, mate. Uh, the Tinners winning seven three at Lizard Argyle Reserves, mate. 
Um, Nick Hitchens and the experienced Darren Stedman with a brace apiece down there, mate. That's a lizard, mate. And uh, Henrin had a good 4-1 win at the newly reformed Perham Portics uh, with Liam Dent, mate, notching all four goals at Ponsmere Valley, mate. Hmm. So, and, uh, yeah, and that takes Liam's tally to the season to double figures, Dick's 10, 10 for the season. Um, but he's behind the league's top scorer, Dick's. I thought it was nice, mate. Not what you'd expect, probably. The league's top scorer placed for Storm, Dick's. Yeah, I thought that was nice, mate. Nice little stat, mate, for, uh, for Storm to have the league's top scorer, mate. Colin Manley on 12. So, so yeah, so well done, Colin, mate. Keep keep banging them goals in for Storm Diggs. Um, and finally, Diggs Frogpool Reserves, mate. Um, they scored double figures as well, Diggs. There's quite a lot of goals around the divisions at the weekend, Diggs. Um, ironically, mate, Frogpool first team lost 10-0, mate, didn't they? Hmm. And Frogpool Reserves won 10-0. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. A bit, bit crazy, really, mate. But they had double figures home to drop shit reserves, mate. Winning 10-0. Uh, you might recognise a couple of scorers in that game, Dick. Um, Tom Langford with five mm. and Kane Travascus with three, mate. All right. Yeah, Tom and Kate. Well, Tom was at Wendron for a while, mate, wasn't he, in their first team? Yeah. Scoring a few goals, I think. And, and obviously Kane... Well, Troy City, Kane's been around, mate, hasn't he? Mm. Scoring goals for a lot, lot of years, Kane has, mate, hasn't he? So, nice to see them two still playing on a Saturday and banging in a few goal sticks. Yeah. Um, yeah, over to the east, mate. Uh, the, well, the Premier, um, St. St. Dominic and Salt Ashborough, mate, they still lead the way there. And again, mate, both of them, 100% records, both started the season brilliantly, mate. Um, but they were both made to work pretty hard last Saturday, Dick. So I've got to say, mate, um, leaders St. Dominic, they just about edged home 1-0 at Salt Ash United Reserves, mate. And in the Divisions game of the day, Dick, so, well, that was the Divisions game of the day, wasn't it, we, that we picked out last week, Dick, wasn't it, or the or the St. Piran League game of the day. And it, it certainly proved that, mate. Yeah, one goal, one goal making the difference, mate. Um, uh, the all-important goal was was scored by Alex Jacob, mate. Um, Alex Jacob. But apparently, mate, he went crackers when he scored the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. Cream crackers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. I bet he was in the evening, mate, wasn't he? That he wasn't he, but um, but yeah, so Ashborough, mate, um, and they eventually uh, secured the three points, mate, with it with another pretty tight two 0 win at Penny Gillam Diggs against Lunson Reserves. So, so yeah, two teams at the top there, mate, but both made to work hard for it. Um, Division One, Diggs, it. Sorry, Diggs, go on, mate. No, I was going to say, so we just let St Dominic sort Ashborough do a playoff for the title because it seems to be that they've dominated that East yeah. haven't they in the last sort of three seasons they have not they yeah I know Deeks yeah it's pretty ominous mate isn't it the, the look at the top there Deeks they, they, yeah those two clubs have have literally dominated it yeah, mate haven't they that's right for a long time yeah two good clubs mate really so you know hopefully mate one of them might be moving up mate at the end of the season, Deeks, maybe hmm. on to possibly better things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, both both capable, I thought, mate. But but um, 
Yeah, Division 1 East Digs. This looks like a good division, mate. There's three teams at the top of this one, all on 10 points after five games. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about last Saturday first, actually, Digs. But, so it's pretty closely contested, this one, mate. Um, game of the day... Uh, with two of those, th- uh, well, t- two of the top three played against each other, actually, Dick. St. Blasey reserves went to Nampier, mate. Um, one of the county's most picturesque venues, really, Deeks, isn't it? Mm. There, mate, at Victoria Park, mate, yeah. And they won 7-3, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, 10 goals at Victoria Park. Deeks with, with Bailey Trithui, uh scoring a hat-trick, mate. Um, for, for St Blasey Foxhall won 7-0 at home to Weybridge Reserves mate they had no problems with, with that man Benno Boldig scoring a hat-trick um, but both of those guys mate uh, Bailey and Benno mate Bailey and Benno mate sounds like a double act mm. yeah they were both outdone on the day Diggs um, St Minver drew 5 all Diggs with Kilcampton 5 all. <laughs> Volleyball, mate, yeah, and uh, and the and the visitors, mate, had uh, Ryan Thomas, mate, top scoring with four goals on the day, Dick. So, I mean, imagine that as a striker, Dick. You, you play away from home, score four goals, and your team and even one. But yeah, so from his point of view, you know, I know I would have been, I think, mate. But but um, but there was a midweek game which changed everything. Deeks um, in Division One, mate. St Blasey, uh, that St Blasey reserves, mate. They had a good six-one home win over Roach in midweek. Deeks in in front of a good crowd of a hundred and thirty-four Deeks at Blades Park. Mm. So. So that was good, mate, wasn't it, for um, St. Perrin League Division 1 East, mate, 134, yeah. watching that one, but uh, it, which took them to the top of the table, mate. So so St. Blasey, good week for St. Blasey as a club, really, Dick, wasn't yeah. it? I bet there's quite an extreme of attendances in, in, in St. Perrin football. I mean, I, I just flicked yeah. on the St. Minver Kilcampton details, that five-all draw, and the attendance was yeah. 20 for that game. So uh, Was it, mate? Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a shame, a game like that, only watched by 20 people, Diggs, isn't it, mm, really? That's right. Quite a nice little setup there as well, Diggs, at St. Mimber. Yeah. You've been to St. Mimber, yeah, 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 quite nice up there, Yeah. Yeah, had a lovely pasty up there, mate, last season, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember much about the game, mate, but the pasty was lovely. But, um, yeah, Division 2 uh, East Diggs, um, Pensilva, Lanivet and St. St. Well, to be honest, Diggs, this could be a good division, mate. Pensilva, Lanivet, St. Teff and Dogwell's reserves, mate. Um, they've all got off to impressive starts in, in Division 2, mate. Um, St. Teff, they won a 5-4 thriller <laughs> at home to Lifton, mate. Yeah, Nathan Smith with a hat-trick. Pensilva stayed top of the table, mate, with a 2-0 win at Goran. Thanks to Sam Rogers and Jacob England. Um, St. Brewer Deeks, a team we haven't really mentioned. We mentioned them a lot last season. We haven't really mentioned them in Division 2 this season, but they had an impressive 7 2 win at Priory Park Deeks um, against Bodmin Reserves, mate, who had previously started the season all right. But And, and with the player Deeks that we really rated last season, Deeks, I don't know if you remember, we saw him play in the Junior Cup semi final Deeks. Um, Reese Lovelace, remember, mm-hmm. mate, from yep. St. Broad? Yeah. 
Yeah, but they actually lost that game, didn't they, to form of DC. But but I think we was all pretty impressed with with, with, with Reese, mate. And and he started the season. He's he's absolutely flying, mate. He is. He's uh, he scored another hat trick on Saturday from midfield, mate. So I mean, I'm not Reese's agent or anything, Deeks, but. <laughs> But, but I can't believe, mate. I can't believe Reece still is still no disrespect. He's still playing Division Two East football. Really, I, you know, I think clubs, mate, should, should whack those seven days in before he goes somewhere else, mate. Because you know, I think, um, you know, I think Reece could play a lot higher standard than he is. Dix is one of those players, mate. You know that that I think could play a lot higher standard of football, Dix. But but um, I think I just made an illegal approach for for Reece Dix, are not I? Well, for who though? Just... Who, who are you working for? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, yeah. exactly, Dick. For the podcast, mate. <laughs> for the podcast, yeah. So, yeah, exactly, Dick. We're not involved in any club, mate, are we? We're no. partial, mate. That's right. We're partial. But, um, but yeah, yeah, good player, Dick. So, and, and well done to Reese. Another hat trick on on Saturday for St. Brewer, mate. Uh, but worth a look, Dick, for anyone you know wanting a midfielder, mate. There's your man. Um, Division three, Diggs, Lanreth, mate. They, they had a solid 5-0 home win against Lou Reserves, mate, to stay top. Um, with four different scorers, actually, Diggs, which is nice to see, isn't it? Um, I always think. Bob Mink Dragons, mate, they're breathing fire down their necks, though, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. With, uh, with a decent 3-1 uh, win, mate, up at North Petherwind there, mate, on that Beautiful surface up there, Diggs. The Dragons, good win. Um, Garens and St. Moore's, Diggs, mate. Well, <laughs> to be honest, Diggs, they, they made a bit of a mockery of me other game of the day, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, they actually, they thrashed Foxhall Reserves 5-1, mate. And uh, I said that was going to be a really good game, mate, then I? So, so, um, but I bet they were dancing with joy, mate, in those new changing rooms, mate, weren't they, yeah. after the game? Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet the uh, I bet the tunes were banging out, mate, in the in the in the new changing rooms. But but they're a thriving club for sure, Dick, isn't they? Garens and St. Balls, mate, isn't they? Mm. Really good club, you know, on the on the up, mate. So that's good to see, mate. Oh, good to see a club progressing like that and uh, on and off the field. And, and Division Four, Dick's finally, mate. Um, and we spoke before about it, mate. Tregony, Dick's. I mean, they've blasted their way to the top. Of Division Four with with five straight wins, Dix. You know, after after not having a team at all last season, didn't they? So yeah. great, yeah, great to see them back, mate, and, and doing really well, unbelievably well, mate. I mean, they sealed a well. I was going to say, mate, sealed. I mean, they sculpted Indian Queens, mate. Nine um, one last Saturday, Dix. Uh, you know, D- Derek Lucas, Dix, bagging another five goals, taking his tally already, mate, to 14 for the season in Blimey. five games, mate. Derek, mate, yeah. Yeah, so um, I wonder if he had, um, you know, sounds like his teammates are, are giving him, you know, some good service, mate. I wonder if he's getting some Lucas aid, mate, from oh, them. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. So they get worse, Deeks, don't they? I think, don't they? They get worse. But um, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it, though, Deeks. You know, any 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 good striker is only as good as his teammates. Any Deeks, mm. really? 14, yeah. 14 in five games is quite impressive, though, isn't it? Why do, Why does that name ring a bell? Was he a sticker? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. He's definitely played a higher standard of football, isn't he? Hmm. I, I definitely remember him in the East Cornwall League at least, mate. But but I think he has played a little bit southwestern as well, Deeks, hasn't he? Hmm. Derek, mate. Yeah, yeah, that does. I, I thought that Deeks, that name definitely rings a bell, mate, doesn't it? But yeah. um, but yeah, just, just a couple of games, Deeks. I mean, for, well, first of all, mate, uh, we shouldn't forget, mate. It's 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 round one at the Cornwall Junior Cup on Saturday, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's only nine ties, mate. You know, it's, uh, it's it's that round where there's just a few ties. Most people get a bye and then it sort of really kicks off in round two, doesn't it? But, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's nine ties to be played, mate, um, in, in this early round, mate. All, all 2 p.m. kickoffs, obviously, mate, if anyone wants to, to go to any of the games, mate. Um, I had a quick look through, mate. I think possibly the Pick of pick of the games, mate, in this round, although not many, you know, the I think Garen's and St. Moore's Diggs versus Dodwall's reserves, mate, could be that could be a decent, you know, one decent side who will be going out of the competition early, I mm. think, Diggs, you know, with those two. Because they're both good teams in the East Diggs. But and it, and league wise, mate, I've picked well actually, mate, ironically, mate, uh, the two games of the day. Uh, are both in the respective Division 3s, I think, Diggs, really, looking down through the fixtures. Uh, I think in the East, mate, it's it's first v second, uh, which is Lanreth v Bodmin Dragons, mate. Um, and that that's a, that, that's actually a Junior Cup game, Diggs. I mean, they're both Division 3 East sides, I should say, mate, but this is actually a Junior Cup toy. Mm-hmm. So... One of them, yeah. So I reckon that'll be a really good game. But they're but they're obviously first and second in Division Three East, mate. So and they've been drawn together in the Junior Cup. But the the one in Division Three West Deeks is actually a league game. Um uh, St. Perrin League Division Three West. And that's another first fee second Deeks. And, and that's Probus V Dropship. Um and they're both absolutely flying already, Diggs. They, they, I had a look, mate. They've both got a, a goal difference of plus 25 already. <laughs> and they've only, yeah, already, mate, is uh, only the middle of September, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think that could be a good one, Diggs, if we look at the, you know, St. Pyrenees. We've got to go down through the divisions a bit. But I think Division 3 West, mate, Probus V, Dropship could be, could be a really good game, that one, mate, between two teams. You know, absolutely flying, Diggs. So, right. But, uh, and I think that's it, Diggs. I think, mate. And those Junior Cup games, as you said, all two o'clock, aren't they? So, uh... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all two o'clock, mate. I think if anyone wants to see the fixtures, they can look on the look on the forum, I think, Diggs, couldn't they? Cornwall Football Forum or, or on the Cornwall FA site will probably have them, mate, wouldn't they? Yeah. The fixtures, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I, I tried to find them on uh, Junior Cup ones. I tried to find on the county site and I couldn't yeah. see them when I was quickly looking. But um, I'm sure they're on there somewhere. Yeah, I must yeah. have missed them. But um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So the the well, it's when do they play the Junior Cup final? That's quite a bit later, isn't it? Um, but the the road yeah. starts here, doesn't it? To the Junior Cup final. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the oldest one. I know we've said it before, Diggs. It's probably the oldest one to win, mate, isn't it? Because 
I think you, what have you got to win seven or eight games to win it, Deke, something like that it's one. quite a few, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's a long road. It's a long road, isn't it? It is a long road, mate. Well, yeah. especially, especially yeah. if you're playing in the first round. Uh, I mean, you've got to be a bit unlucky, really, haven't you, to get drawn in the first round? Because um, there's obviously, if there's only yeah. nine, what do you say, eight or nine games? There's, yeah. there's nine um, games, mate, yeah, 18 there, teams, there's, yeah. There's a lot of buys, um, so, um, yeah. yeah. So good luck. Let's let's uh, well yeah. Let's see if any of those teams can go all the way. But um, yeah, yeah. Results next podcast. Exactly, mate. Yeah, we'll see who's, uh, see who's been knocked out already. Think something. Oh yeah. Well, let's spin it around the other way, and we'll see who's gone gone through from the first yeah. round. That's yeah. right. That's true, mate. That'd be yeah. That'd be a more cheerful way of looking <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, that's right. Goodness me. Yeah. Right, right. so, yeah, thanks for that, Rappo. That's uh, the Superior yeah, League wrapped up once again by Rappo. Um, uh, that's about it then, isn't it? Um, you you off to see so, any yeah. interesting games or not? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not too sure where Ben's going to be on Saturday, but I'm hoping he, he might be at Stadium Sticks for Paramwell Reserves, mate, because... Um, I think it could be Stidian's last ever season at the showground digs, from what I'm hearing. Oh. They've played there. Yeah, they've played there for a lot of years, but there's been a bit of a demise, unfortunately, for Stidian's rugby club. So apparently the football um, team are going over to the to the into the village for ne- from next season digs on onto the rugby ground. So okay. So um, yeah, I spoke to someone in the know, mate, and. Uh, yeah, they, apparently that's that's probably going to happen. So it should be Stadium's last season at the showground. So yeah, it might be my last ever visit there, Deeks, Really. So I'll take it, take it all in, mate. <laughs> Taking right. the surroundings of the, of the showground on Saturday, mate. But, uh, so um, how how does yeah. the the uh, rugby pitch um, compare to the where they play at the moment? Is it better surface yeah, or what? Yeah, apparently, Deeks, Yeah. Apparently, makes obviously the showground. Well, you know, it's had a lot of sort of animals on it and stuff, mate. Over over the year, mate, done it. You know, I think I think the pitch is it's all right, Deeks. You know, I played on it myself, mate. So, I don't know if you played there, Deeks, have you? I don't. No. Don't think you ever played ever played that low, did you? But but um, but yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's you know not a bad little ground, really, mate. A nice big pitch, nice wide big pitch, and you know nice setting and everything. Make the show ground for a game of football, but you know people can park in their cars, you know, on a bad day right around the pitch. is is, is a nice place, but but yeah, apparently, mate, you know, obviously the the rugby ground's like right in the village, and um, you know I think the changing facilities are you know slightly better from what I'm hearing, mate, and and the pitch surface and all dig so. And uh, I think, you know, the ground, I think it'd be, you know, it's more of their own. It'll become more of their own type of ground, if you know what I mean, Dick. So mm. I think it probably could be a good move for Stivians as, as a club, yeah. you know, for the future, I think, Dick's apparently. So, right. yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. Good, we'll good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to them. We'll see how that goes. So uh, interesting stuff. I think Saturday, well, Saturday on at um, Helston, Helston against Silvercombe Western League Premier. Behind the old mic for Pierre and Films. Dick. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and then... you'll have a good view, mate, up there on that gantry digs, won't you? Yeah, have a good view up there. Yeah. yeah, well, how are they going to finish off that that box on the top of the gantry? Because it's just black at the moment, isn't it? I'm, 
I was thinking the other day they yeah. they, they need something uh, some sort of advertising or logo or something yeah, to brighten it up, don't they? Really? Yeah, good idea, mate. There's a there's a there's an opportunity, mate. For I'm surprised Paul hasn't thought of that already, mate. Three hundred quid for a nice board to go up there, mate, mm. <laughs> and full view of everyone, mate, isn't it? A nice opportunity for a business there, mate. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, nice big board, three hundred quid. <laughs> put it there put it there right I, I think I think Paul was going for a thousand quid but um, yeah I know yeah he, I'd probably say yeah he've now Paul won't, might not be happy with me he's now upset his negotiations if he's yeah. yeah he's in full flow trying to get more out of that but uh, yeah we thought we was doing him a favour Deeks and he's uh, <laughs> yeah we just undercut him like 500 quid yeah that's right <laughs> So anyway, so that that's uh, Saturday, and then I, I think uh, the, the well, the Wednesday for me's got to be um, that game I mentioned, St Austell Wendham, yeah. wasn't it? I think. Yeah, that's a cracker, Deeks, isn't it? I'm, I'm a bit gutted. I'm in Scotland for that one, Deeks. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm off, right. mate. I'm off next week, Deeks. Yeah, I've, to be fair to me, mate, I, I don't know violins or anything, but I I have worked twenty four nights out of the last thirty <laughs> by oh, the time dear. I go to Scotland. So yeah, I think I deserve a week in Scotland for that, or six days. I think thinks it is six days. For, so so is that the yeah. punish, is that the punishment? Is it for working so many days, so many evenings? Yeah, that's it, mate. You get sent to Scotland, yeah. right? Sent to Scotland, mate. Yeah, strung up with William William Wallace, mate. Amazing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, have a well. No, when do you go? Yeah, so have a nice, have a safe yeah, trip. Yeah, you'll. Uh, Thanks, Deeks. The next. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, next week. Yeah, I'll be speaking to you from Scotland next yeah, week. Yeah, you have a one. slightly different accent yeah. coming down the phone. Yeah. So, um, I've got it new. I've got Right. Well, <laughs> enjoy your trip. Enjoy your football wherever you end up watching. Thanks, and, um, uh, well, that goes to everyone. Thanks for every, all our guests this week yeah. uh, that we managed to grab and and got on the podcast and um, everyone enjoy their games. Yeah, have a good weekend, Dix. Enjoy Elston, mate. And and everyone, yeah, enjoy your, enjoy your Cornish football, everyone. Make the most of this weather well as air, Dix, isn't it? Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish Soccer Podcast.